It's your boy Naughty G. It's your boy King Rob. Yo, and y'all back for another episode of Man Chico. We back for another one, man. Let's yes, get sir, it, man. man. So, and today, yo, we got a special guest, real special guest, Rob. Go ahead, take it away, Rob. Man, listen here, man. He said a special guest. I know y'all hear that shit on every episode we do, but listen to me when I say this, man. Like, this is more than a special guest, right? Yes, sir. Um, it's a special guest because. Well, it's a special guest because he don't mean Chico's, right? Yeah, and we don't have nothing but yeah, the best yeah, guests the best, on our show. But, best, yeah. but, but with this guy that we sitting here with today, man, um, it's different. And um, I'm going to leave it at that, man. It's real different. So stay tuned, man, because we got a lot, a lot, a lot to cover on this episode, yeah, man. Sure. Y'all going to learn a lot. And uh, for them boys out there, man, this is really for y'all, man. Them young boys out there, right? Them young boys that's in that age range between, you know, like 16 to like maybe 35-ish, right? For them young niggas who really still trying to figure out their life, figure out what being a man is and yeah, for sure. shit like that. This for, for y'all, sure. man, because um, because uh, we got somebody in the building right now, man, that can speak on damn near everything that you're going through, everything yeah. that you're thinking about doing, and everything in between, right? So, yeah. with that being said, um, we're going to let these boys go ahead and uh, introduce themselves, but I will at least... Uh, at least mention their names For sure. and I'll let them speak on who they are. Mm, yeah. okay? okay. So with us today, man, we got the one and the motherfucking only Carl motherfucking Fort in a the motherfucking legend, building, a man. Carl hey, how y'all brothers man. doing, man? Yeah. How y'all doing? Hey, on, man. Listen, man. Both of these brothers, honestly, we so we got Carl Fort and we got cuz, right? Christopher D. Sims in the building, right? right? In, the building. For sure. yeah. in the motherfucking building. Both of these gentlemen are gentlemen that you can literally Google. So pull out your phone right now as you're watching the episode. Matter of fact, pause the episode. Yeah. Pull out your phone and Google Carl Fort. K-A-R-L-F-O-R-T. And my, my brother, Christopher D. Sims. That's C-H-R-I-S-T-O-P-H-E-R space D space Sims. S-I-M-S. Yes, sir. Right? Yeah, Sims. that's it. They call me Rockford's favorite poet, but um, there you go. I grind from the west side, man. Yes, sir. Yeah, I grind. Sure. Yeah, sure. let's get it. So For let's sure. um, let's start with you, Carl, man. Um, introduce yourself. Yeah, my name is Carl Ford, and I'm originally from Rockford, Illinois. I lived on the west side all my life, but I got to live all over on Rockford, you know. So mm-hmm. you just can't just put me in one location, yep. you know. Mm-hmm. I, right, right. I feel like I own the whole Rockford. You know, I can go anywhere, man. And, you know, <laughs> certain people embrace me and certain people don't. But, you know, sure. that's life, you know that's what I'm exactly saying? But at the end of the day, man, I hope this be a good segment and um, a very purposeful moment, man, for the audience, man. Because, Absolutely. Uh, it's crucial out here, man, in the United States of America, man. But yes, in the most part, man, it's messed up here in Rockford, man. And we need sure. teamwork yeah. to get the job done, man. We don't need nobody that's, you know, got something negative to say about this or that. Let's talk about, man, what's reachable for y'all 
to make our city better, man. Right. 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 And make people come spend money in our city, man. I you fuck know? with it, man. So yeah, that's yeah. what I like to hear when you can get people from Chicago, Milwaukee, Racine, all them places. Boy, man. Come yeah. spend your dollar here, man, because uh, it's worth it. You know? sure. Say less, yeah, man. Sure, man. And my boy, Chris, well, go ahead and introduce yourself. Yeah, peace and blessings. Christopher D. Sims is in the building. They call me Rockford's favorite poet, but uh, I earned that because I've been hustling and grinding and doing my thing on the poetry side for quite a while. I'll be 50 on Valentine's Day. Man. Congratulations, man. Appreciate it. I've been, I've been a right yeah, yeah, man. It a it's a blessing. It's a toast to the 50 club. Oh, man. There we go. There we go, fam. <laughs> yeah, and um, I've been writing since I was nine years old um, at high school elementary school, so it's, it's just a blessing, man, to be with my cousin Carl right here. Who I came up under back in the days. Uh, it's a blessing, man. Yeah. So let's start right there. You know. So you said you know this cuz for you so as family, and you came up under him, right? Mm -hmm. So um. So so before we come to you, right? Let's start with you. And what I want to start with is you said you came up under him, right? Yeah. What does that mean? Like, you oh, know what man, that's a beautiful question, man. So I'm I'm gonna take us back to fairgrounds back in the day, back mm -hmm. when fairgrounds was popping. Uh, Lee Street, Acorn, Underwood, all of that. Fam used to walk through the fairgrounds and be through there and hang with my, my big brother Tony okay. and the rest of the fam too. So um, I'm a young dude, you know, a um, few years uh, younger, just, you know, because yep. um, was like a mentor, like, yep. you know, and, and he probably didn't know that back then, yep. but I'm watching because be who he is, yep. always been a stand up dude. Yep. Okay. So, you know, as young guys, we want to be around those stand up stand -up dudes. dudes. Yeah. So, yeah, I was just learning learning whatever I could from Cuz, and Cuz okay. always show love. Absolutely. So, so for you, Carl, what 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 was that like for you? Because, um, like, were, were you aware that number one, you had some kind of like influence, and like in terms of like your inner circle, right, your family, your homies, and shit. What was it like for you knowing that, like, okay, it might, might really be some younger niggas that's looking up to me? Was that even a thought process, or you were just out here doing your thing, living your life, and then? What came of it is just what it was. Well, <clears throat> I'll tell you like this. It started from my home, right, in mm -hmm. the house, right? Mm -hmm. Like, you know, my dad, I was raised by a man. You know, yep. when my mother and father got a divorce, I had a choice. Either I want to stay with my dad or I could stay with my Mom. 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 Okay. Yeah. So, you know, I choose my dad because I felt like, shit, he was giving me everything I want. You know right. what I'm saying? So, you know, I had a, I had a relationship with my father, like, uh, I had a big brother, little brother relationship with yeah, him, and yeah. I had a father, father. and son. Yeah, so right. he knew how to turn whatever relationship off yeah. and deal with it accordingly. Yeah. Right? So yeah. I took a lot of things from him. You know, he was much older. You know, he they had me in their um, late 30s. Mm. You know, they was about through making babies. Yeah, you know? right. yeah. So when I came in the picture, you know, I was the last one in the house. You know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, shit, I had it my way, man. So yeah, you know, yeah. I took, I took that and just ran. Ran with, with you know it. Yeah. When I, when I finally started figuring out life, you know. Yeah. So you, you got uh, older brothers, older sisters. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah. You say you the last one. Oh, okay. I got a, uh, uh, I got two older brothers. I got one of them passed away before Rest in I peace. came home. Rest in peace. And then I got one that's alive, and I had. One sister, she passed away. And peace. I got a, another sister that was on the case with me. She's still alive. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, yeah, it was us, man. But, uh, you know, I come from a good home. My f mother and father, they always work. Right. You know, my father, he worked so many years at this plant called uh, <clears throat> Greenlee Texture. Oh, that's old school. Old yeah. school. Yeah. 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 
that were a lot of black people when they came from Arkansas, Mississippi. That's that's where they was working in these uh, plantations. That's what I call. That's exactly yeah, what, it is. That's what it is. Yeah. Yeah. They don't even get to live to enjoy their retirement. Exactly. Right? They have yeah. Medical illness or something. Yeah. You know? yeah. My uncle LC was real cool with his father. Yeah. So, like Carl said. Carl was, Carl was raised by an older gentleman, so of course, cuz will grow up wise. Yeah, right. So that, that wisdom that he's always had helped. helped that's what I was. That's what I was like getting you. at. That's exactly yeah. what I was getting at because you explained it perfectly. Like how, because you may not knew or was aware of the influence right. you had on right. the people coming up behind you, mm-hmm. but because your structure was set up and because you had your dad, you had these qualities about yourself right. that mm-hmm. then rubbed off onto other people, such right. as your cousin. Right. Right. That's right. dope as hell. It right. really is. So let's let's continue on with that though, the childhood, right? right? And 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 your household, right? right? So in the household as a as a shorty, right? And and kinda going off of the point that you mentioned, right? You said your mom and your dad got a divorce and you had a choice. Either go with mom or go with dad. And right. you chose dad, right? right? What was that like for you as a child and then what was life like for you during that time? Mm-hmm. Well, man, it, it was like I can say this, man. I didn't want for nothing, you know, when mm-hmm. I was a child because right. my mom, you know, they they raised me how they want to raise me. You know what I'm right. saying? Yeah. They didn't they didn't want me out there like that. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So I had other relatives that was out there like that. You know what right. I'm saying? So they looking at no, no, I'm not finna have my kids like that. You know right. What I'm at the end of the day, you know, I choose to do what I wanted to do. You know, at right. a young age, yeah. I had a chance. So, well, how old were, how old was you when you had to make that choice between mom and dad? Uh, ten years old. I just turned ten. They got a they 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 divorced, became finalized right before my birthday. Okay. Okay, so you so, so you're ten years old. So what's that like? How, what grade you in ten? Ten, like, I was eighth like, grade. Nah, right? hell no, nah. no, no eighth grade, you like third, third grade or third, third, something third like that, something like that. I was oh, yeah, going. I started yeah, off yeah, at pretty. Ellis School. <laughs> <laughs> I started off at not yeah Ellis. The first Ellis School. Though. Yeah, the first Ellis. School. What you mean the first one? So that, so Ellis on the west side won the first. No, that, it, 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 that, that, the building is new, but there's there was there was one I was there way before that. Oh, for real? Oh, Ellis School. I went there too. So yeah. You know when uh, they did all this uh, 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 segregation and migrating yeah. students, yeah. I end up going to uh, Macintosh. Oh yeah. So Macintosh was totally different from Ellis. Macintosh was more like a modern pie school. You had pies. Okay. Ellis it was just classroom. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, fans and no air conditioning. So the Macintosh, yeah. where is that right now? The yeah, one? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. So I went from that school then when I turned, I got in the um, seventh grade, I went to West. Mm-hmm. Then they started to integrating bus shit again so I went out to Kennedy right where Kennedy was at uh, Kennedy was way out there way out there yeah Rockton Rockton whatever that school is now it's academy school that was Kennedy Middle School yeah yeah yeah. okay Okay. so then you know like uh, growing up man I didn't really have no child life you know Mm. I mean as far as like you know I never rode a horse Mm. I never went fishing I never Mm -hmm. got in a boat no camping, none of no that shit. No camping, none of that shit. Yeah. 
I was uh, answering the door, man. Don't let the police come in this house, man. <laughs> right? Yeah, <laughs> this type of stuff. I was, yeah. Yeah. you know, or my dad might tell me, uh, "Hey, you run the house while I'm gone. Don't let nobody take over nothing. You do this." Yeah. Right. So you know, I'm like processing all this yeah. shit. You know, what I'm saying? young guy. So not only that, it's stroking my ego because now I'm the man. The man of the house. Yeah. You know what I'm exactly. saying? So I'm looking at it like, yeah. man, fuck y'all. My uncle LC, who was real cool with his dad, was right there. Yeah. And all of that. I mean, yeah. man, it was just family and love, man. And, and that's, manhood. That's what right. I was coming back to with you because, um, because you know, y'all been rocking since shorties. I'm assuming, right? Mm -hmm. Were you around him at this time when he ten years old and he going through this family breakup and shit no, like I, that? I, I, I was, I was a, little, a little younger, so I didn't see all of that. But okay. my, my my brother Tony was yeah. around seeing that. Okay, 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 okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So, so at, um, around what time did you start to really come around and be around him? Like when I was at middle school, cuz was up up on by then. Cousin was up on uh Mulberry. There was a house on Mulberry. And yeah, Irving, you remember okay. that, cuz? Yeah, yeah. yeah, that was G Money House. That was G Money Crib. What yeah. year is this? And then about how old are y'all? Uh, uh, that was had to be like eighty, probably about eighty-eight, eighty-nine. Yeah, okay, yeah, okay. I'm, I'm around thirteen, fourteen. Okay, me and me, you know, and we got a huge family, the Force and the Sims. And then you got to add the Pure Force and the Blakes and the Gullies and all that. Yes, but we got a mixture pot of motherfuckers. Yeah, yeah big ass family. <laughs> yeah, that shit stem from down Arkansas. <laughs> yeah, you know. He, and then you know, since I've been home, I learned the history of my family. So it's kind of unique. It's kind of unique, you know, because I had learned the history of my family since I've been home. Yeah, that's I've been cool. going down there with my father from. So I'm like, damn, all this shit was going on. Yeah, they had some secrets down there. Man. Um, mm. Like what? You want to oh, get to talk about? That. <laughs> that's yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah, you can't just say uh, that, man. Yeah. You got to tell us. Like back in the day, right? Like you know, I'm, I'm some I'm related to uh, the boxes here, right? Mm -hmm. Like okay. my grandmother is a box. Right. That's my 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 daddy's mother. Mm. So what I found out, the boxes like in 1927 through 1937, uh -huh. they had the most women's in their family. Mm. So like all the males that didn't have. You know, a lot of women, they was shooting that thing with me. Right. Man, I'm finna get to her. Finna get right, her. right, right, right. So mm. this is what I learned by one of my cousins that's, like, he like 80 years old now. They had Damn. big old history books. So he was like, like, the force, we had a lot of males in our family at that time. You right. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, they was hunting season. You know what I'm saying? Right. I guess they were trying to find a mate. You know right, what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's how all that stuff, like, transpires. Fire, so yeah. It's, it's like a spider web. You yeah, know? Right, right. And y'all know who Charles Box is, right? No, 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 Charles no, Marks. No, he was a black on. black mayor of Rockford for two straight terms. Dang. So we came to him. Oh, what damn. year was this? Yeah. What? That's dope. That's, this was like uh, I want to say eighty eight through. He was the mayor when I got locked up too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We were just talking about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's dope as hell. And so yeah. okay, let me let me make sure that um because you know we want to because I know you can't prepare this fuck. Both of y'all can't prepare this fuck. So mm. I want to make sure our audience. Is also prepared, and if you're not prepared, I want them to be able to do their research. So you say mm -hmm. Charles Box, mm -hmm. y'all related to him, and he was the mayor of Rockford. Right, for two straight terms, and his first terms. term, he won by a landslide that was so ugly. Just, yeah. It was like black people was voting for Obama when he was voting for yes, Charles I was. Box. Right. Yeah, yeah, it was crazy. Yeah, yeah. 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 That's, that's dope as hell. Man. I was in middle school at, at Eisenhower, and we were so happy to get him in office, man. So that's blood, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah, that's so, dope, so, 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 like, so what I'm taking from all of this, right? Especially for you, uh, Chris, is that 
you had influences. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, some of them might be a little. But then you yeah. had other ones too, though, that are like, nah, this is how you really stand up and be a man. Like, right, yeah, exactly, and not to say right. that the other influence, because I feel like they also stood up mm-hmm. and was men, just mm-hmm. in a different way. Yeah. And yeah. I think I think that's so that's what's like really so crazy about our society t- today, especially mm-hmm. for black men, like mm-hmm. it's more than one way to consider yourself a man. Right. Yeah, Some really niggas is. can yeah. do it and get and become that in the streets. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Some niggas put on that suit and tie and mm-hmm. they do it in the office. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I feel like in a way, similar to me, you kind of get the best of both worlds and that's what allow you to kind of make your decisions on which route you want to take. Right. Yeah, yeah, for right. sure. So so with that being said, how how do both of y'all feel about the men, the black men that was in y'all life when y'all was younger, around this 10, 13, 14, 15 year old? How was the black how was the black men in y'all life and what how did they impact y'all? Yeah, especially in that time. In that time when y'all yeah. younger like hey, that. Man, I ain't gonna lie to you, right? I think a lot of the older black men love me because I believe they saw themselves and me. Mm, yep. You know what I'm saying? Yep. So, you know, like, they used to pay me to do shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, like back in the day, you know, uh, under the underworld, yep. the black people, they used to have a lottery ticket, right? Yeah. The lottery. Black lottery. That's yeah. old school. We well, no, explain that. What, what, what you mean? You remember they used to say the lottery guy or some shit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is my first hustle. The numbers guy. It's called the numbers guy, right? Break it down for me. It's like the lottery. You know, like the lottery come out every day? Like, this is what they do. They they uh you can come place a bet over here over here over here right yeah and then when uh what was it, seven o'clock the lottery come out mm-hmm. you hit or it, you can go get paid mm-hmm. but I bring the money to you right. I was mm-hmm. doing that when I was like fourteen fifteen years old yeah it kind okay. of started early yeah. so so what you saying is that it's a guy that says you can play these numbers like you play the regular lot so it's pretty much a bootleg lot- lottery it's, yeah, yeah, it's pretty yeah, much yeah. it's yeah. black lottery right black exactly lottery. okay yeah, okay yeah, that yeah, makes yeah. sense that makes sense and they got movies where they depict that too you yeah. see the numbers man and it's a smooth black dude yeah. you know uh, you know t- getting the tickets and, and, and delivering the money yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's historical so then you know like that's a hustle you know when I was when I was like this like when I was like 13 and 14 right I was like you know I was like dang I started seeing this money you know little kid like me man I'm, I'm having four or five hundred dollars hundred dollar bills in my pockets so yeah. you, know, mm-hmm. you know I'm looking out for all my little homies man you know that's with me you know what I'm saying yeah. going out to the mall at the time I ain't had no car yeah. So we were jumping on the um, city bus the going city out to North Town Mall. Yeah. And the Mall. Right. What's that, Cherryville or some shit? Man, yeah, I ain't go that motherfucker. Yeah, that motherfucker yeah, way out there. I went yeah, was, to, okay. But Chesley was more yeah, close. Chesley, okay, yeah, okay. Chesley mm-hmm. and uh, North Town. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. North Town. They were I ain't know North Town was popping. Yeah, like, oh, man. Was popping. Bro, yeah. Yeah. They had a movie theater in there. Yeah, I remember that. We used to We used to go out there, man, you know what I'm saying, and just enjoy life, man, at a young age. Okay. But, uh, the black man in your life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm saying like you know, like because cause you because you you mentioned the guy who was playing the numbers and shit like that. But like, is no, was just, that the only influence? No, no, I had multiple influence in my life, man. It just man, certain people, you know, it resonate with you. You know what I'm saying? Right. Okay. Because, you know, you look at you look at where you at now today, and you be like, man, I'm thankful for them, man. Right. You know, yeah. They yeah. took some. They they saw something in me. Right? Yeah. You know yeah. And you know a lot of a lot of my. Now this this moving to when I'm like 
17 and 18 now. I'm, I'm, I'm deep in the streets now. No, hold on, hold on, because hold on, because we, we got to get there. We got to get there. We're not there yet. Hold on, hold on. We got to get there. I promise you. Exactly. And we finna get there. We finna get there. But I still want to kind of touch on this topic a little bit because I think it's important because I think a lot of who we ultimately become as men be partially based on the men that we seen coming up, right? Yeah. So I want to expand on that a little bit more if y'all okay with that. Like, yeah. like who who were the men in your life? And if it wasn't no men, like, then, you know, it wasn't. Yeah. But who were the men in your life that really, like, First impacted thing, you? It was like my father, you know, I used to be with him every day. I used to watch how he moved, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, you know, he used to always tell me, like, he dropped little clay sheets on me, like, like he's here say, he say, hey, man, when you out in the streets, you don't never go straight home. That's what dad telling you this. You make a block. You know, we might be riding, you know, he come you might say, say, you make a block, you don't never go straight home. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because somebody might be following. Yeah, mm. yeah I learned that too. Yeah. So I used to be like, man, what the fuck are all that shit, bro? Yeah. But not knowing, <clears throat> he was really, he was really explaining to me like how life can be in this type of world. Yeah. Right. You know what I'm saying? So it didn't really register to me at the time, but when I started making money on my own, I started seeing shit. Yeah. yeah but you sure. know, I was like uh you know like the little dude on Goodfellow. What was his name? They always be he sold he was like to me he was like I ain't never uh, seen it. He was like arrogant, but he was uh he uh, had an ego uh, complex. You man. seen Goodfellas? Yeah, I seen him uh, I, I, uh, Leo. I, 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 he shot the little boy I ain't never the, seen at, it. The, at the uh, at the little bar. The boy yeah. was laughing at him. So he said, "What the fuck you laughing yeah, at?" I ain't never seen it. You know, I was that type of individual. Far like when I got in the street, I used to always challenge myself. I, I look at a movie. I say, "Oh, I can do this. Yo, I can yeah. do this," and I go do it. And, it, and I get it all. Oh, that's me. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. Let me ask you this: like uh, What was your pop's name? Well, his name was Fred Ford, but everybody in the city called him Uncle Mickey. He Uncle like, Mickey. Everybody. Uncle, uh, okay, because yeah. like you said, he worked for Greenleaf, right? And that's that's one aspect of him. But like, how was he just as a man, like in the household, in the neighborhood, with the community? Uh, did he as work a, a father? Huh? Like he was working a lot. No, no, you know, he had open heart surgery. After that, he said, "Fuck that shit," you know. So he just started grinding hard, you know. And then you know, he opened up his house. We, our house was like an after hours joint. You know, mm. you come there, drink beer, buy beer. Yeah. You know, you might want to rent a room and say, man, I want to take this girl over here. All right, give me $25. You can go use the room. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. shit like yeah. that. It was after hours. So, like joint. a cool ass, down to earth ass, yeah. likable ass type of guy. Yeah. yeah. You can ask any old motherfucker. They'll tell you, oh, man, them was the days. Yeah. Cause my dad had the house open up to the public. You know what I'm so, saying? Yeah. So, he turned your house like a sugar shack or something like yeah, that. It was. Uh, I thought I would do it. <laughs> <laughs> Let me ask you this: uh, Are there any um, principles or anything that really he instilled in you, instilled in you that really stand out and help you today as a man? Yeah, yeah, it's several of them. Like one, you know, he always taught me. I can tell y'all this incident, right? I was like eleven years old. <clears throat> okay. You know, South man, you know, down here yeah. by the embassy. Yeah. Well, down here where it used to be the Idle End Club. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, I heard about okay. it. Okay. Yeah. Well, anyway. My dad used to take me with him at night because he didn't want me staying at the house. Yeah. Right. You know what I'm saying? So he'd take me with him on yeah. his run. Yeah. So we went down there. He got me something to eat, and he went and picked up some money. So we get in the car. He saw this police following us. Now this time the police station was right there where the city hall was at right, down yeah, there. Yeah. So uh, <clears throat> this was my first incident ever 
getting involved with the system. Mm. So he said you eleven? Huh? Yeah, I was eleven years okay. old. I'm in the car with him. Right, right, right. He's a pops. So, yeah, it, so it ain't care, it's not a care in the world for you at yeah, this particular time. Yeah, yeah, so we in the car. They hit the lights. Yep. And um I remember the man telling my dad, he said, uh, my dad said, well, what's going on? Mm -hmm. And he said, uh, uh, you just, uh, what did he say? I heard you squeal, squeal your tires. Oh, yeah, some goofy yeah. shit, yeah. So my dad said, uh, hey, man, you going to write me a ticket or what, man? Mm -hmm. I got my son in the car with me. Mm -hmm. So I guess the police, he act mad. He got mad. He took my dad's license. But then what he did, he called another police. So they get my dad for uh 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 what is it, reckless driving or some shit. Mm, yeah, like yeah. mm. And uh disobeying a direct order or some shit. Yep, my yep. dad told me. Mm. Fuck you, type shit. So <clears throat> they took my dad to jail. So I'm in the car. I'm on the passenger side. My dad tell me, he said, listen. They finna take us to jail. But he said, when you get down here, you better not say shit. <laughs> and I don't give a fuck what you say. I'm gonna know if you said something. So you better not say shit to these mm -hmm. motherfuckers. Mm -hmm. And don't take their potato chip or candy bar. Tell them, no, just lay your motherfucking head on that table. Somebody be to get you. Mm -hmm. yeah. So I'm, you know, I'm you processing. Years old, yeah. like, okay, yeah. Yeah. What the fuck? fuck yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so look, so everything he said happened. We get down here to the station. They don't handcuff me or nothing. Yeah. So they take me in there. So the the, the, the police say, uh, what's your name? Mm -hmm. I ain't say nothing. I just laid my head on the table. Doing as you told. Yeah. Yeah. Doing so as you he told. Said, yeah. He didn't do nothing. He shut the door. It was cold in the motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> so then after that, after that, they come back in there, right? <clears throat> so he said, uh, you hungry? Want some chips? Want some potato chips? I just laid my head on the door. So, uh, they brought a lady in there. The old lady said, can I fix you a sandwich? Your dad gonna be out in a minute. Somebody gonna mm. pick you up. I just laid my head on mm -hmm. So yeah. look, I got out. My mom came and got me first. Yep. She let my dad stay down there in the bitch. morning. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so look, look, that's, 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 that's a relationship yeah, and shit. Like, fuck that. I'm gonna get my son, but fuck that. He can sit for a little bit. I'm gonna get my son done. My dad got out the next morning. He, you know, it just, look, I knew I did something right because he was just smiling at me. It was like a glow. Mm. So he told me, he said, uh, what, what, what's going on? You all right? I said, yeah. He said, you want to go to Farmer Free with me? I said, yeah. So he said, come on. The one out on State Street? The one, yeah, yeah. way out there. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, look, yeah. this is what he had. I said, dad, man, I've been wanting this BB gun over here, right? So he kept telling me, he said, which one? I said, this, it, this uh, I think it was, uh, it was called Air Something. But I needed an air yeah, uh, I remember them bitches. Yeah. It's called air something. Yeah, yeah I remember the BB gun. What's it? Man, look, look, I got two of them. I got a, a gun. A Glock and I got a, 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 a rifle. Daisy, show, show, daisy joint, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. So I got I got shells and everything. So people were like, man, don't be don't be shooting that gun at people. You right. should make you a target or yeah, something. Yeah, you know, yeah. that's what he's telling me. Yeah. So <laughs> hey man, I got that shit. I went home. I, I go down to my homie house. I said, yeah, I got me a new new toy like this, right? He was like, where you get that? Let's go shoot this bird. Let's go shoot yeah. this bird. Some squirrels or some shit. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. 
Man, that day right there, man, it made me and my dad relationship so, so much beyond all this mm -hmm. shit. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He looked, this right here, this day here, I think this what made us the uh, brother, little brother, big brother relationship. Mm. Yeah. Nice. Saw, yeah. Yeah. Saw. And, I, and I, I think that's 100% true because I ain't lying to you. I don't have any kids, right? And I'm, I'm 31 with no kids, but let's say for instance, I do have kids, right? And I got a son and he's 11 years old and we go through that situation that you just explained in terms of like, all right, son, look, we finna go to jail, but when we get in here, don't say shit. Mm -hmm. And then you stand on it as my son. I might be damn ready by your BB gun too, but then I'm like, I'm gonna be like, nah, cause I don't want my son like even developing that type right, of mentality. Right, right. Yeah. But for him to do that, he he transcended father son and went mm -hmm. into we brothers. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. And I, and because you did that for me, whatever you want, you can have because I can right. trust you. Exactly. So I know I can yeah. buy you that BB gun, yeah. and you're not finna go shoot people. Yeah, for mm -hmm. sure. You know what I'm saying? For sure. And that's dope as hell. And I think I think that's so powerful. And I I think. More black men should embrace that the brother aspect of it. because a lot right. of us I feel like we be we be feeling like and especially when we dealing with women mm -hmm. like women sometimes women got this way of making men feel powerless. Yeah, they do, and, yeah. I, and, I, and, and, and they do, yeah. and we'll get into it. But I feel like the fact that I feel like the fact that like like for your dad and even for you it, it wasn't. Y'all was able to create something that like can't a woman really take from yeah, you? Right? Yeah, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, she can't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? And even for yourself, right? Like, I feel like for you, like when, when you had that experience with your dad and y'all bond like that, you grow up as a man yeah. and you tell yourself, I can have whatever the fuck I want. <laughs> I don't need a woman for shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't need a nigga for shit. I can go get it. Right, I can go right, get right. it. So that that's dope as hell. But like oh, I said, man, I, that's crazy because. Yeah. When I was coming up under Cuz, I saw Cuz had that mentality. So I started acting like that. Like, exactly. if Cuz can act like exactly. that, I'm going to act like that. Yeah. <laughs> but, see, but see, let me ask y'all this too because um, we're going to take a break in a minute. But let me ask y'all this too. Like, because that, that's really important that you said because a lot of times, bro, like, we can get the wrong ideas. Sometimes mm -hmm. we can, people can be living their life and we be influenced by it mm -hmm. and not even know that this might not be good for me. Yeah, but yeah. with him and with y'all, mm -hmm. I feel like it wasn't that. I it feel like, that. yeah, I feel like it was all, it was all a positive influence that he had on your life. All it, the yeah. time. You know what and, I'm saying? And people, they know me, you know, my, my real, of course, my, my real name is Christopher Sims, but when I hear Chris Sims from the West Side, from somebody say that, or just, when that. I hear Chris Sims, I'm like, <laughs> go back to that, yeah. That's, 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 that's <laughs> that Chris Sims that grew up under Carl Ford that people highly respect. Right. So, man, um, when, when I say Carl Fort, that's that's my cousin. Or when I say Greg Fort, or when I say Helen Fort, them, that's fam. People eyes get big; they they know what it is. So I know I come from good people, right, and right. we made an influence in this town. And I mean everything to me when I when I travel this country as a poet, a spoken word artist. I never say I'm from Chicago. I never say Milwaukee. I never right. say Madden. I, I'm from Rockford, Illinois, the West Side. Yes. I know and when I, I was in Atlanta mm. saying Rockford, niggas like, what? what? Now nah, yeah. I got to explain. Like, I'm from Chicago. They're like, huh? And I'm like, fuck it, I'm from Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> I feel you though, bro. Yeah, because yeah. you got to explain. Yeah. Yeah. That's how it was in the feds, man. When yeah. I was in the feds, man, I had to tell them, uh, man, I ain't from Chicago. I'm from yeah, Rockford. Yeah, I'm from Rockford. <laughs> That's the city inside the city, man. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's just now the population is just. Uh, this mantle, man. It's, it's, it's dwindling. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Rockford is losing. Illinois has a 
state is losing people, but yeah. Rock for yeah. sure. You know, as a child, right? You know, in speaking to your childhood, you know, like shit like that, like like you explained earlier, like camping and going fishing and doing like little shit like that as a kid, it can really change not only your perspective but your outlook on life. And the right. fact that you didn't do none of those things, <clears throat> you was more so into the streets. How do you think that altered your path as a person? Because I, I and I, let me say this, I think you going camping and you going fishing, it would have it would have put something in you to where you might you might have felt like I don't gotta be in the streets. Like I feel like and I could be wrong, but I feel like a lot of times people get into the streets one because they want to you know put on for themselves and you know get their families and shit together, but mm-hmm. it's also like a thrill. It's also some, yeah. something that's fun. Right. So if you would have had those experiences like fishing or camping or whatever that's fun, do you think that you would have still made the same life life choices? Well, I, <clears throat> right now, the way I feel now, I don't think so. Mm. Because I might have took a liking to something. Exactly. You know? yeah. That's just like growing up, you know. You know, I played basketball, mm-hmm. football, you know, uh, I think I had a gift with my hands because I'm left-handed, but I can do mm. things with my right hand, too. Right. Yeah. Mm. That's just like I say, man, growing up, man, I believe that <clears throat> what got me to, to, to like, like look at things different is because when you got to have stuff in your life as a kid, you know, I'm talking about money, toys, all types of stuff. You know, mm. I had toys like go-karts mini bikes mm-hmm. i had all that shit when i was like 12 and 13 years old mm-hmm. living right so, up the street from fairgrounds so yeah. yeah so my thing will be like man you know all that stuff costs right mm-hmm. right so right. <clears throat> you look at it now today you know a lot of people you know it's like that to me it's like that's pressure applying on you know, the elderly or whoever yeah, ain't right. in the position because, yeah. you know, you, you want your kid to have everything. You don't want them to be without. Right. Yeah. But then at the same time, I believe that can handicap you too to the mm. point where you won't take responsibility as more serious than somebody giving you something. Mm. Ex- expand on that. Like, okay, like, expand on that. <clears throat> I'm going to say this, right? When motherfuckers used to give me shit all the time, you know, like with my dad, my mom, you know, they give me money, whatever I want. Man, mm-hmm. I need this, I need that. They give it to me, right? Right. And I think that kind of handicapped me to a certain degree because it's like, when you going to learn responsibility, you got to mm-hmm. get it yourself. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah. right. So yeah. when they cut all that off, when I went to the streets, First day, I say, okay, when I get this money, man, I ain't, I'm, I'm, I'm stacking. I ain't, right. I, ain't, I ain't giving up shit. And that's right. exactly what you did, cuz. And that's how you got the, the you, yeah. you, you kept a fresh pair of Levi jeans and some Malcolm X Air Rays on your feet. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, so I just like, you know, that was my whole thing, man. You got to get it and you got to stack it. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the problem came in with, you know, us black people, we don't, we don't get the knowledge of what to do with finance when we really get it. We just mm-hmm. know our heart what we I feel like. Just know, like, yeah, yeah, you know yeah, yeah. We don't know, like, <clears throat> just say, if somebody, like, I had an individual, I was like 20, 21, 
Yeah, I was 21. I just turned 21. Right. And I think Microsoft was coming out real tough. Mm -hmm. So uh, this old head, he told me, he said, man, give me $1,000, man, so I can invest in this. And the first thing I told this old man, I said, brother, this money got blood on it, man. I can't just get this money on Mm -hmm. But he was a good dude. I could have gave him a thousand dollars. You know what? If I would have gave him a thousand dollars, he had a thousand dollar sweepstake to where, if you invest a thousand dollars in a Microsoft at this time, you'd be a millionaire. Right. Multi man at this point. At this point, multi man. Yeah. And Microsoft has surpassed Apple. That's what I'm saying. You'd be a multi man. Yeah. You'd be a thousand dollars back in that time. At this time, this brother, his name was Jimmy Shelby. He a Chrysler worker. He was working at Chrysler. Mm -hmm. So I guess they was getting shares from. Mm And he was like, man, you're making all this money. You need to invest. But I couldn't see that far. Right. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Right, yeah. I'm like, see, I was on some instant gratification. If I give you this money, I want this back in this moment. Yeah, day, this right, day. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm looking at this money like this is my livelihood. Yeah, right. I couldn't see past this. Yeah. Hey, cuz, so when y'all came back from Chicago with those trailblazers with the rag tops on it, man, that was instant gratification, right? Yeah, man, that was some Instagram. Because I, I saw some, I went to Jewtown one time, and I saw mm. this dude in a, in a blazer, right? I said, oh, I got to get me one of them. You saw him at Jewtown? Yeah, man. Okay. And I went, when I bought me a blazer, I went up there, man. I went to, y'all ever heard of Charlie Davidson uh, Tops on Pulaski yeah, and Jackson? Yeah, I heard about it. You heard about man, that? Man, I heard about man, man, I know he rich as mud because he used yeah. to get the business. Damn. Man, he did my whole blazer, man. You yeah. know? Yeah, when y'all came back to Rockford with them joints, man, Cass was going crazy. Like, man, look at Carl. Like, I'm like, this is before phones, so ain't nobody taking no pictures and shit. But uh, they, no. Yeah, so, it's just, so, so people really just picture. like. I got a picture, but yeah. We had the phones too, man. You know, that's when phones really started coming oh, out. Yeah, the motor yeah. room. The the yeah, I had the big one and the little one. Oh, damn. You know what I'm saying? Then I went to NEC, the little square one. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, Let me ask you this, because I, I think it's important that we talk about it. Um, and let me kind of um, preface it a little bit before we get into it. So like you know, my brother he I'm so I'm 31 and my brother was 33 years old when he passed. He just passed September 9th of 2023. He was shot and killed in Chicago. Mm-hmm. And um, one of the conversations that I vividly, vividly, vividly having with him on the phone was that uh, it was a conversation just about where he was at in life and what he got going on. And he he said something to me that at the time was profound right. and then when he ultimately passed it just became this, this much bigger thing and it's related to what you said but um what he said to me was like bro like you know like at the time we had this conversation he was 31 my age and he was like bro like man like you know i i, I don't I, n- I didn't see myself making it to 30. Mm-hmm. i never seen myself making it to 30 and he went on to talk about like how he don't really know what he need to be doing in life because he never really seen himself making it this far in 30 to 30 years old. So, you know, I, you know, I talked to him about, I'm like, man, nah, fuck that bro. Like, you know, we going to go old together and shit. We're going to be old ass men. You going to figure it out and shit like that. Mm-hmm. So my question and my point when we're bringing this up is that like for him, he didn't see a future for himself. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what you said when when it comes to when that old white man came to you and he said, "Hey, look, just invest a thousand dollars in the Microsoft." You know what I'm saying? And in the future, you will have this, but you didn't see that for yourself, and that's why you didn't invest. 
So that's the question. Why don't black men see a future for themselves? Mm. Why is that? <clears throat> well, this is what I believe why a lot of blacks don't see a future because when you're in an environment, man, and everybody feeling on the same page, you know, like, you know, this household, they trying to figure out when they they go heat go still be on or this yep, and that, you know, yeah. so it ain't like, and then, you know, some people, some households dysfunctional, man. You know, we all come from dysfunctional households. Absolutely. Right. Yeah, to a certain yeah, degree. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, going into them situations, man, you, it's like you got to get in survival mode. You got to think. You know, that's just like I tell individuals, man. You know, a drug dealer, man, it's like a corporation, man. Mm -hmm. You just got to know how to put the pieces together. Mm -hmm. right. And once you know how to put the pieces together, everything will run like a machine. Yeah, because when, mm -hmm. I, when I saw you with your crew and your team when I was coming up behind you, I'm, I, maybe I think I was thinking in because I've always been a pretty bright dude. I, I, when I saw you with that team back then, I was like, man, cousin, I'm finna clown, man. Yeah. <laughs> that's exactly what y'all yeah. did. Yeah. yeah. But, but at the same time, too, though, what you're saying is, you had a corporation. Yeah, so you I was a businessman. You, you, you was like, like, like dead ass. Like, you, you ran an organization. Mm -hmm. Well, the right, the right individuals. You know, because I can't give myself the credit. You know, I got to give it to the brotherhood that believed in me, man. Because when we sat down, man, we said we're gonna get this money and we're gonna do this. We gonna do that. Right. And. Every day we got up, we did that shit. You know, Every we day. ate, yeah. we slept together, we 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 we, we called so, each around other around the clock, around the clock, around the clock. Mm -hmm. And these some honorable brothers, man, and I really love them, man, because you know they was with me, man, when we put it together. You gotta look at the 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 gang culture in Rockford was different from Chicago. You well, know what yeah, I'm saying? it was, it was more. Like structure, like in the seventies and the eighties, mm. like in Rockford, it was renegade. You had older heads, you know, they was getting high, they was shooting dope and all that stuff back in yeah. with the Heron and all yeah. speedballing. So yeah, it was different, you know. And when I came along, I saw a difference. So I I looked at what they was doing and said, No, I ain't gonna do that. If anything, I'm gonna sell that shit. You know right, what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. You know, I'm not gonna stick no needle in my arm because I hate needles. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because right. I know what it do to our people. Right. Yeah. But do that make it wrong for me to get the needles and sell it sell to it. the people yeah. that I say is wrong? Mm. And cause so, um <laughs> all those cats that, that was a part of the brotherhood. You, you, yeah, you probably knew their little brothers or their they cousins. They were some of my best friends coming up. Yeah, so I yeah. knew them cats, and I yeah. knew they was brilliant. So he's serving your homies. Yeah, serving the homies too. Like yeah. man, like like um, I got a, a homie with the last name Horton here who, um, Randy is his like his his cousin, like big yeah. cousin. So yeah. I knew all them dudes, and of course you you know a, a black dude trying to come up. You looking at these cats like man, I'm gonna be just like them. Just like right, them. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. For sure. But let me go back a little bit. Because I want to, I want to continue to touch on this topic, and I want both y'all opinions on it. I even want your opinion on it, Jay. Why don't black men see a future for themselves? I'm, I'm opening it up to the table. Whoever want to speak on it, let's we, we, start with you, Chris. Yeah, um, one of my favorite rappers is Common. Common is a, a prolific poet. 
out of the south side of Chicago. When I say poet, I mean MC too. So um, Common has talked a lot about young black men not seeing 20 when that line is popular. So I think that some of us know, like it's inherent that we're we not going to make it to 20 years old or 21 but um, a, a lot of us, on the flip side, a lot of us know we gonna we gonna make it, you know, get get old, get and, old yeah. and all, you know, gray beard and all of that. So I think a lot of us knowing that we gonna we gonna wind up in that gang culture or in the street, and we ain't gonna live too long. But you know, then again, on the flip side, you got uh, young brothers that's going to colleges and universities, knowing that they gonna make a they gonna have a long life. So right. I'm, I'm hoping that there's more of us on that side than the other that's side. Right, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So let me ask you this, Carl: Can can you talk about that gap that's in between? Because you got these brothers over here that's going to college and they getting an information and they okay, I'm gonna have a future because that's truly 100 percent where I'm at. Mm -hmm. I tell him all the time, like, bro, like, yeah, we doing a podcast right now, but mm -hmm. I also got to think about the next 40 years of my life. Like, mm -hmm. I might live another 40 years, right? Mm -hmm. So I got to consider that. Mm -hmm. But like, in my brother' instance, he didn't even think he was gonna make it to 30. Mm -hmm. Where is that gap? What it like? You, like, can you talk on the gap? I think the gap come in between, like, when you when they take certain uh, heavy hitters from the streets, like people that was guiding people, you know, it might not have been how they wanted to be, but, you know, they was giving them morals and principles yep. and guiding them in the right direction. Yep. Like, don't do this, the do's and don'ts, you yep. know what I'm saying? Learn how to keep your mouth closed. So I think when when they took all the people out the equation, now you got a bunch of people that, you know, they prive on the little people, you yeah, know what I'm right, saying, to right. the point where, you know, do this, do this, I'm going to give you this, I'm mm. going to give you this. And, you know, a broke person do anything. Yeah. Man. Mm -hmm. You know, if you ain't conscious of what the fuck you're doing, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, you know, that's why, you know, the street's the way it is today because, you know, it's, a lot of people been misguided to believe that, uh, you know, Ain't no rules to this shit. Right. There's uh, rules to this shit. Right. Right. You just can't do what so, you think you can do. If, if I was to take, if it's okay, we're gonna come to you with the same question. But if I if I was to take what you're saying and try to like, you know, make it make sense to me, what you're saying is that because these young men are so misguided on the rules to everything. There's no way possible for them to see an end game because they already fucked up on the rules. Like this is this is how you need to move. This is how this shit go, mm -hmm. and this is ultimately how you supposed to end up. But because that structure ain't there no more, it's hard for people to see their end game or, or exit route right, or yeah. whatever. Is that what you're saying? Like right, it's hard. Right, right, right. Yeah. Because right, right. see, like with me, and I could use me for example. I didn't see no exit. Right. You know what I'm saying? I didn't even think I was going to be 21. That's what I'm saying. So you just hit it right on the you know head. So, yeah. you know, I understand. Yeah. You know, but do I agree with it? No, because, you know, I know now from have to do, you know, I did more time locked up as a first-time offender than, you than did I've been on earth. Damn, yeah. Say that again. Damn. for the. Hey, yeah. can you? That's, that's the truth. Can you say that to the camera, bro? I've been on, I've been in the United States federal prisons more than I've been on earth. Mm. Damn. Yeah, that hit hard right there. Yeah, that's heavy, man. Yeah. That is. Yeah. So, and the first time offended it. Mm -hmm. So, but going back to the future, you know what I'm saying? Now, by me being resurrected, you know, from wherever I came from, you know, I see it different now. You know what I'm saying? So, that's why, you know, I try to, I try to get, you know, 
it's just like you got a lot of dudes now. You might can't somebody that won't go to jail. You can't tell them nothing. Mm-hmm. But you might catch somebody that ain't never went to jail, but he curious. Mm-hmm. But he on the fence. Yeah. If you recognize that, you supposed to pull him up and hey, exactly. man, no, that ain't that ain't, that ain't, that ain't, yeah, what, that ain't right. where you yeah. want to go. Yeah. yeah. That's not where you want to go. No, do something you love, man. What you love doing, man. Yeah. You know, exactly. You know, don't. That just like you know a lot of little dudes. They be like, man, how you do this? How you do this? I say, easy. I apply myself. Period. Right. Right. Yeah. But it took practice. And right. it took reinforcement. Mm-hmm. And the reinforcement comes from the people that you associate with. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah. You know? So how can I be this man and did nobody groom me for this? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. That's heavy too. Yeah. Yeah. Because and I, 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 I got groomed for this. Yeah. This lifestyle that I, I was groomed before I even came off the porch. Do you yeah, do, exactly. let me ask you this, because you getting into some shit, bro. Let me ask you this. Do you think a lot of these youngsters are being groomed for the street life shit, and that's why they choose that route. Because, like, because that's what I see. I, I feel like niggas are picking a lifestyle that they are used to. Mm-hmm. It's not like these. It's not like young niggas are growing up and they experiencing the streets or whatever, and then they like, all right, I want to go be a doctor. Like, no, you was groomed to be a street nigga. Mm-hmm. This is what you know. I don't this, know. this is all you've seen your whole life. It's pretty much grooming. I no, think. I think, I think, I think it, it is. is. I don't think I think so. I think it is, is grooming. Yeah, your uh, environment. environment. Like, yeah. like the environment yeah. where you in. I think that really whole weight yeah, yeah, to your sure. character. Yeah. yeah, I don't think it's grooming. No, because I'm like this man. Yeah, you know, I, I got met. I got met. I got met kids and people when I was growing up from the north side. More white people yeah. and stuff like that. I'm talking about like northwest. Out that way, you know, mm-hmm. and I rotate with them nowadays as we got got older, yeah. man. And I look, they got construction companies and yeah. all this. Oh, yeah, but see, man. you gotta understand, even though they was bad kids, but they parents still and still some in them, yeah. and they had that support system. Right. right. See, we don't, we don't got the support system not because. Our family don't know how. It's because they be focusing on so many yeah, things yeah. in the household yeah, yeah. to where these people over here they ain't got to focus on them right for sure. Yeah, yeah. You know what's what's interesting because um, you know, and I've been on in the news lately, and I'm thankful for that because Rockford is all in me. I've been getting messages in my inbox on Facebook. And this this woman hit me up yesterday. Black woman said, "I got three grand, grandsons, grandboys. I need. Can you help? Do you have a program or?" Yeah, she asked me to have a program to, so that they can go and attend the program. I told her, no, I don't have any, I don't have a program, but right. I, I, I hooked her up with uh, Booker Washington Community Center because mm-hmm. oh, okay, I yeah. know how important it is yeah. to have that, that support system, yeah, not only from yeah. her, but the community. So yeah. I'm glad I was able to do that. And, yeah, and, sure. and it's dope because, again, it goes back to what he was saying and it, go back, it goes back to the topic that we're speaking on right now. Because what, what what Carl just said, like it's not necessarily you being groomed for a certain lifestyle, but it, you more so of a product of your environment, yeah. right? So in your case, what you're speaking to is a woman hits you up and mm-hmm. she realized the same thing we're talking about, that if I don't get my grandkids around positive black men, then exactly. they too will also become a product of their environment. Exactly. Same way my brother did, he became a product of his, his environment mm-hmm. and he 
and he felt like he had to live a certain lifestyle because mm-hmm. he was a product of the environment mm-hmm. and it led to his demise. Mm-hmm. So what you're saying is that like somebody hit you up and mm-hmm. said like, look, I don't want my kids to be like that. Do mm-hmm. you have something going on to where I can help my kids be in or get my kid, my grandkids into a better environment? Mm-hmm. So I think that's what both of y'all are saying. It's more so of the environment yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. more so than anything. Yeah, because when you're a youngster and you you grow up in the hood you're or whatever. everything Yeah, up. yeah. You're just yeah. looking at what's, what's around you. everything and you see the niggas with the nice rims, the nice cars, the bad girls, mm-hmm. this and that. You like shit. I want them. You ain't really looking at no doctor because the doctor ain't showing you nothing. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? You fascinated with what the glitz and glamour. Yeah. You don't know what's behind it, and then you find out what's behind it. You not thinking like. The future wise, you thinking like shit. I got right it now. now. Yeah, yeah, I know. That's an instant gratification. Yeah, I got yeah. it now. Yeah, yeah. You know, and that, that instant gratification piece, I, I, I always thought that was something that like the younger generation. I, I always thought that was something that was new. Nah, that's nah. a trace. Yeah, yeah I yeah. ain't know that part of it. That, like yeah. they go deeper than yeah. just yeah. Like, young niggas. Like you know yeah. what I'm saying? And that, mm-hmm. it kind of makes sense because you know when you think about fast money. That's addiction, That's all it man. is. That ain't nothing but addiction, right? Man. Fast money. It's yeah. all about instant gratification. Yeah, it is. And you got to think too, like. Kids like especially in high school, they think about college. You know, college is like four, six yeah, years yeah. to get whatever you need to get. Versus, versus, I could get it now, right now today. And, and, and I, you know, a lot of young niggas will choose now instead of later because you got to think like, damn, I got to do all this work, yeah. all this time. Ooh, yeah. when I could just go holler at my homeboy and I be put and on. I'm gone. I'm, I'm, I'm on. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? So, with that being said, let's talk a little bit more about Rockford and. The the version of Rockford that y'all experienced, right? In terms of the street life and and gangs and crime and shit like that. So it, correct me if I'm wrong, right? Mm-hmm. But you were, you were, and if you still are now, whatever, you you correct me. But you were in the past a former member of the Gangster Disciples. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Can you talk a little bit about that? Mm. Yeah. Well, you know, growing up on the West Side, you know that's. Dominant disciples area, you know. Right. Well, for real, for real. Growing up, me growing up, it wasn't really hardly no vice lords and all this other different fractures and stuff like that. Right. You know, we was a majority, man. Mm-hmm. It was the GDs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, back then, it was more structure. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Back then, we're talking about the nineties. Talking about the eighties. Okay. 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 Early eighties. Okay. okay. And you know what, cuz? You know what? Um, oh, hold on. Let me let me just say this, man. Mm-hmm. I got a brother, man, named Shorty Ruff, Nate Nevlis, man. Oh yeah. He just passed away, man. Mm-hmm. I wanna, yeah. Rest in peace. I want to. R.I.P. Thank you, man. R.I.P. Duties, man, and his responsibility as a brother of the struggle, man. He put a lot of work in, man. Get us where we at today, man, and I want to pay my homage to him, man. Because yeah, can you mention his name again? His name we call him Shorty Ruff. Shorty but Ruff. His real name is Nate Nevelis. Mm-hmm. Okay, for sure. Yeah, you gotta make sure you state that. And, yeah, um, the brother, man, he, he really, he really, really, man, put that work in, man, to build the organization where is it today? You know, and you rock for legendary. He was a rider, man. You know, man. Yeah. You know, he was inspiring to me, man. He was a little older than me, man. But, you know, I rock with him, man. It's all right. Yeah. And I'm glad I got a chance to see him, man, before he passed. Mm-hmm. So. Yo, cuz, you know what's maybe, you know, my big brother Lance, he's older than us. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, he told me that. 
there was some Black Panthers on the west side of Rockford back yeah, in the day. Yeah, it was. It yeah. was. Talk yeah. about that. Yeah. Was, Black Panthers out here? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It was uh, the old man. He stayed up there on Pierpoint and um, Preston. And he was a good dude. He used to, he used to uh, sell fruits and stuff. Mm-hmm. I, what that little church up there on yeah, the corner? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right mm-hmm. I didn't know that. That was a Black Panther. Yeah, that was like a little headquarters. Yeah, right I didn't know that. That was a headquarters. Yeah, it's a church now, though. That part I didn't know, cause yeah, it's a church now. They used yeah. to go over there and be doing underground stuff. You know, like people be thinking it's a church, but that's where they used to have their little meetings at. Word, mm-hmm. oh, that's I, crazy. I, I didn't even know that. So you want to go over there and knock on the door now? <laughs> so, 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 so the Panthers had an influence and an impact on Rockford. Yeah, because they used to give away, you know, breakfast and stuff mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. down at Concord. Mm-hmm. And Lance, Lance remember them free breakfasts, cause yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I remember mm-hmm. that Man, too. that's crazy. I didn't mm-hmm. know that. Yeah. Let, let's Damn. let's let's go back though. You know, because you know, my brother again, like I mentioned before, his name was Amad. We called him Amad. Mm-hmm. I can say he passed in September, but he was also was like a heavy big time GD, and that's why like for me, when 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 we first encountered you and I, I started to do my research on your story and I learned that you was also a former member of the Gangster Disciples. Like for me, it touched me in a way because it's like that's that's the same group and or that my brother and, yeah. and for and me identify with exactly. Yeah, 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 and exactly. for me, for me not to be a street nigga if I was a street nigga. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't have no choice but to be a GD, and I, I mean, like, so, like, so for me, I, I want to, I want to, like, what is, what is it about them GDs that, um, that make y'all into who y'all are? Well, I think, man, it's the literature, man. You know, the literature, man, teaches us, man. We a special group of people, man, with integrity and dignity, man. Right. So, you know, that means a lot, man. Mm-hmm. You know? If you don't understand it, you'll understand it sooner or later mm-hmm. because you'll know what you're about. You mm-hmm. Right. And, you know, when I look at that today, man, I try to carry it in the highest standard, man, because that's what it is. Right. Man, you, know? and you and I talked about colleges and universities. Yeah. What he just said reminds me of what you learned about fraternities. Yeah. Fraternities. Yeah. That's what yeah. I think. Because yeah. I'm a part of, of a fraternity. Um, oh, don't, bro. Yeah, if y'all don't know, I am Omega Sci Fi, Q Dog, whatever you want to call it. Q Dog? Yeah. <laughs> But but speaking to that point, I'm happy you brought that up because I do see a lot of similarities, right? I wasn't a street nigga, but my brother was, so I lived vicariously through him. I seen what it was for him. And it's so many similarities. And and honestly, to be real with y'all, I'm not gonna lie to y'all, and I tell this to the audience, I tell this to anybody. Fraternities ain't nothing but organized yeah, gangs, bro. See, this, That's all it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Organized you take like the gang out the equation, right? Because see, when they look at that, they, are, they see they always think we're this violence and yeah, no, yeah, no, trouble. We are structure just like the government. They are structured, structured. Yeah, yeah. So we structure, yeah. you know. And black people, you know, we always had structures in our household because I know growing up. When my parents leave the house, they ain't, I ain't had no babysitter. Mm. I ain't had nobody come stay down. You know yeah. what they tell me? You better not open that motherfucking door for nobody. <laughs> but right. yeah, yeah. That's good. Yeah, yeah. So I stay in there and watch yeah. TV. Yeah. 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 Every what I want to do. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. I ain't had nobody come babysit me. Yeah. Now you stay in that damn house, you better not open that door. Yeah. Yeah. So that's how I learned. Yeah. That's a structure. Absolutely. And you know, one thing that I, that I just... And please, like, forgive me, right? If I sound like a fucking moron, you know, just forgive me. Because, again... Yeah, sound like, how you feel like you sound like because, because, because I don't want to speak on nothing that I don't know about, but at the same time, I want to bring up the parts that I kind of do know about, and I want to get y'all and your 
perspective. I want you to educate me on it, right? And make me better on, on the topic. Yeah. But one thing I know for sure about the GDs and the Gangster Disciples, right? It's Gangster Disciple, but it's also growth and development. Yeah. Oh, that's what yeah. can, you, yeah. can you speak on the Gangster Disciple part of it, which is what the world kind of gets, but then also the other aspect of it that's not well known, the growth and development? Because when you think GD and you think Gangster Disciple, right. you think right. gangster shit. But then when you hear growth and development, that changes your whole perspective I, on right, right. what Yeah, it, I, I don't mm-hmm. know because like my family, my uncle and stuff, GD, and me and my brothers was GDs except for one of them, he breathed, but... Um, my uncle used to tell me, like, back in the day, Gangsta Disciple wasn't, like, how motherfuckers think. It was mm-hmm. more, like, community shit. Growth and development. Yeah, and that's why I wanted to ask you. It wasn't growth and development just yet, but back then, it was, yeah, like, they, they, they community. They was a voice for the community. Yeah. Oh, okay. Like just said, yeah, that's why I was going to ask you. They fucking with the people. They used to be the voice for the community. Yeah. It just started that when they was bringing all this crack over here. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. not crack, but cocaine. Yeah. Cocaine. Putting it in our yeah. community. Cause that tore down the whole structure now. Yeah. Right. Now it's a different structure. Right. Now. You know, it's it's a negative structure now. Okay. Mm-hmm. And the negative structure is now we don't have no planes or no ships to bring this shit over. Right. Mm-hmm. But this is what I don't understand. The bigger structure. Mm-hmm. Right. If you if you can detect a cigar from coming over here from Cuba. Why you can't stop cocaine? Cocaine, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that, yeah, you know, you can stop what you want to stop. You're stopping these these brothers that's different colors trying to come over here and live the good life, mm-hmm. right? But this stuff that's destroying people. Right, yeah, that, that's people. destroying yeah. communities and fact, you yeah. just let that ride. Let, let that right. ride because they profiting off of it, right? On the front end and the back end. There's so many ways I can take this conversation, but I want to stay on track because we can talk about that. We can talk about it because I'm telling you because they do pick and choose and it's a reason why they... And it's all for the demise of the black people. But like I said, we'll leave that alone for a little bit because I want to get back and I want to stay on track with the Gangster Disciples, right? Let me ask you, how did you get introduced to the GDs and and what made you ultimately decide to become a part of it? Yeah, and also let me add on, was you a part of the community help part of it? Right, like you know, pr- protecting the community, and you know, uh, or was you more yeah, so yeah. in it because I well, need? Well, we was in it for our needs too, right? Right, right. But at the same time, as we got educated more, because you got to look at how'd you get introduced introduced to it first? Oh well, I have mostly family members there. You know, I said shit that was in my neighborhood. That's what I am. Okay. Right, right. right. Okay, so right. Fairgrounds was uh, GDs at first. Yeah, GD. all, all the Damn, West that's great. West yeah. West yeah. West West the whole West Side. The whole West Side. All, all GDs. GDs. All GDs. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy, man. You had a small amount of, of people under the fire, which yeah. is vice. Right. Yeah. yeah. They didn't have that's no where Fairgrounds at now. Mm-hmm. You know, you had it was when I was growing up. It was one stone here. From Chicago, his name was Iwatha Green. Mm. Damn, Iwatha Green. Yeah, mm. and I met him in the county jail. Damn. Wow. That's how I found out about the ill Rickers. Okay, and mm. then when I caught my Fed case, that's how I really found out. Right, because they thought I was related to them. Right, mm. damn, yeah, damn, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah, my my big brother Lance. Uh, Are you gang affiliated at all? Nah, never mm. been, but people <laughs> thought it was because I was hanging around <laughs> with. with my I got a brother named, he's not my, my real brother, but he's my friend. I call him my brother Antar. 
me and him hung around gang affiliated cats. We would be out in the parking lot at Auburn High School, you know, just hanging, waiting for the girls to come out or whatever. So me and Anti was with our homies. I was gang affiliated, but we we never was, man. We was in the books and we went off to college in Mississippi. But, oh, damn, you know, people yeah. thought they could think what they want to think, but yeah, yeah, we was. But at the end of the day, it's all about me and my life. Right, yeah, and, sure. old, like, sure. and that's yeah. another thing that we can touch yeah. on because I ain't like to you, man. I don't, I don't go. I do. Like, I'm human like everybody else. But at the same time, like, this is my life, bro. Like, I'm mm-hmm. going, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I'm just not going to do certain shit because. Mm. I got like it's my life, you yeah, know what I'm saying. So I ain't exactly. gotta do that shit. Like y'all could do that shit. I ain't right. gonna judge you. Y'all yeah. my homies, whatever. But yeah. I, I'm not. I and, and our homies knew we weren't gang affiliated, so they would actually protect us. Like you know, we we gonna do this or we gonna do that. Y'all just y'all chill yeah, out. Exactly. And, that, and that brings back to what I was asking them. Like you was a part of like community protection, providing lunch, dinners, and shit for people and stuff like that. Or? Well, we didn't do it like they did it. What we how we did it was. We started our own stuff, like, you know, like uh, all the parks where we used to do, like, on the weekend. We have the young and the old play basketball or baseball. Oh, yeah. Then we have all the SOS sisters. They come out there and cook the food, like uh, the sides. SOS sisters? Yeah, explain it. What's that? What, yeah. what is it? The sisters of the struggle, you know. You oh, have, yeah. Oh, okay. Sisters okay. Of the yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They was GDN too. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because that's what they called them back then. They still around today? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. A lot of them still around. BOS yeah. brothers. They, you yeah. know, but they outgrew, you know, that part of it. They right, grown right, now. Right, right, yeah. Right. Family. And yeah. Stuff, so. so y'all pretty much was like family down there on yeah, the West Side. Family, man. man you know, and love. Then, you know, I yeah. like that, man. Unity, man, is love, man. That's. That's what it is, man. Yeah. You just got to take all the BS out the equation. Right, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying, yeah. man? And a lot of people don't know how to do that because they got so much larceny in their heart, right. man, to do. They see everything as, as a, a, a issue. So, so issue. you pretty much seen the unity split into division. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I got saw it all, man. I got saw the ugly and the bad and the good, you know what Damn. I'm saying? All right, so take us from here. Um, About what age were you when you got... Gang affiliate. Yeah, uh, I was thirteen when I uh, we was up at Sunset Park. Cause see, let, let me let me let me let me go back. Okay, when we was in grade school and middle school, like yeah. I was going to Kennedy out here, mm-hmm. so we had our own shit called the West Side Warriors. Oh, oh, I, remember I remember that. I remember that. I think I heard it. Uh, <laughs> my dad used to wreck. We used to wreck people. West Side Warriors. Yeah, West Side Warriors. Man, you know. Yeah. All of us became GDs, you right. know what I'm saying? When, you know, uh, a lot of the old, like I was telling you, made a brother rest in peace, uh, Shorty Ruff. Shorty Ruff. Mm. You know, they they was just now coming home from the joint and stuff like that, so right. they was putting mm. the structure together, you know right. what I'm saying? So, at first, we was beefing with a lot of them, you know mm. what I'm saying? Mm. Yeah. Because they were like, they were trying to, they were trying to like dictate where we come at a meeting and all this, right. you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? We like, no, nah, we over here. Yeah. Right? So, you know, when it was, I started getting out in the streets, you know, a lot of the old heads that was there, they were like, oh, man, look, man, you got to do this like this, man. Just make sure you do this like this, man. Get them brothers together, man. You know, mm-hmm. this your time now, man. You got to yep. do this like this. You know, a lot of old heads was coming home. They just want to relax and mm-hmm. see some money flowing around. Yeah. Because right? mm-hmm. they were like, dang, y'all niggas out here shooting niggas, robbing and doing this and that. You know what I'm saying? Y'all need to start doing it like this. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's what we started doing. You know, start hustling. Then, you know, 
you know, it, it's crazy because the police, when we was game banging with each other, you know, fighting and shit, they weren't even caring about that shit. But soon we Not started getting all. some money, man. You know, it was like all eyes on us. Yeah. Hey, hold yeah. on. Hold yeah. on. That's that's key. Yeah. So you say when y'all shooting and fighting, but y'all broke as fuck, police don't give a shit. No, they don't but when you start getting some money. Now they want to watch, monitor. Mm. Yeah, that's crazy. They want to monitor. Mm. Surveillance. So, so, okay, so let me put it this way. So when niggas is killing each other, that ain't a problem. But when niggas is getting money, it's a problem. It's a, That's problem. a problem. It's a problem. Mm. So why you think that is though? Yeah. Because now, now, you don't know what they gonna do with that money. Oh damn. Okay. Mm. Mm. You know, you can be buying weapons. You can be buying all yeah. types of stuff, yeah. information. Yeah. You can buy all type of stuff. Yeah. You got money, you can dictate the course. Right. You ain't got no money, you can't dictate shit. Is that is that was that part of the allure of joining the GDs? Or like I can get some money with these. No, I just look when, when I was growing up, man. I was just so fascinated with. I go outside, I see see the brothers together. You know what I'm saying? You know they drinking together. You know, mm-hmm. going to house parties together. Mm-hmm. You know, we we mobbing out. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm it's, saying? It's, so you know I. You know, that was like, you know, that was like instant gratification. Yeah, like having fun and shit. Okay, yeah. Yeah. I wrote a poem called Leroy and Them, and I was thinking about uh, uh, Carl and them, my big brothers, joining gangs and all that, and then what that turned out to and what it made, what it turned black men into, yeah. So and I, I recited that poem, even in, not only in Rockford, but in different places, just to keep give people an understanding of uh, what it's like when you know you live in the hood and you got you go through struggle. You right. know what happened. Yeah, um, but I'm, I'm happy you mentioned that because I want to ask you this question about that. Um, so you said you wrote a poem about the lives and the decisions that people around you are making. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to ask you to, to recite the poem, but I will mm-hmm. ask you um, what is like what was it that you saw? You know what I'm saying? Like because he do. It just yeah. Relaxed, yeah. No, I definitely yeah. smoke, but I want to get this question out before anything, because I think that's important, and I think a lot of so like I put it like this: me and him are more alike than you and I are, are alike. And in terms of the lives that we pick, mm-hmm. right? He went off to college. I went off to college. My brother chose the streets. Mm-hmm. My brother was a GD. My brother mm-hmm. ultimately lost, lost his life to this shit. Mm-hmm. My brother was. He ain't get to your level selling crack cocaine, mm. but he sell his little packs and he mm. made a life and a living for himself and for his fa- and for his family. Mm. He put his kids and his girl in the house mm. that he paid for. Mm. Them kids had everything they ever could have asked for, mm. you know. And he did that with street money. Mm. But then you get to guys like me and him, mm. and we got the same goals. I want to mm. put my kids and my my wife or whatever in the house. I want to mm. be able to take. I want my kids to have whatever they want to have, right? Mm-hmm. right. So my question is, is that if we both got the same goals, right? What is it that ultimately make us make our decisions? Is it is it truly just like y'all said, the environments that we in? Yeah. And even if it's the environments, if he came from the same environment as you, then why the decisions? No, are so you got to think different. it's different generations, though. Yeah, yeah. He older, but than not him. by that much, though. No, not yeah, not, not by, by that much. Line. But you think five years older, than right? Him, yeah, but really, ten years older than him. What you mean by that? Because I came off the porch 
from the house. Yeah. I really didn't come off no porch. You know, right. all the principles and morals that I gathered was in my household. Exactly. Was in our household. But what I think happened to me, I became more spontaneous and jumped off the porch, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I feel like, okay, I'm in the streets now. Yeah. Cause I got these people with me. I got these people. Right. Me. So yeah. so it was it a matter of and I'm going kind of deep with this now. In terms of, and you, you and I talked about mental health and shit like that. Mm-hmm. Was it a matter of you feeling so accepted by a particular group of people to where you like this one? I'm gonna go with no matter yeah, what. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, mm-hmm. you got. You, I mean, it's like this, man. If I come into a room and I observe everybody in the room and listen. And watch. I'm gonna know everything I need to know about that individual. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I know his weakness. Right. Okay. Cause he's talking about it. Oh, I'm broke. Ooh. Right. So I tell him this, man, I'm gonna give you ten thousand dollars, man. Mm-hmm. And I want you to do this for three days. Mm-hmm. Do you know that dude go do that for three days because he try he needs some money? Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's like mm, I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. Cry for help in different ways. In different right. ways. You know yeah, right. That's it. That's it right there. Because damn, you feeling lonely. I might cry out because I'm frustrated. Mm-hmm. He might cry out because he wants something that he can't get. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You never know till you talk to the person, build with the person. It's just like us, this podcast. Y'all might not think it ain't helping nobody, but believe me, man, there's some white mug out there that's biting this. You know why? Mm. Because they can take this and use this as a curriculum. Mm. Mm. I don't want the people acting like this. Right. These are the type of people we want. Right. Now, you're going to have people out searching for people like us. Mm. Damn. But... This is where the problem come in at. They might want our services, but they don't want to pay us what we worth. Mm, yeah. Right, that's the problem. Damn. Yeah. Or we might give them an order they can't refuse. Right. Mm. You know? So mm. I, I try to I try to stay with my own kind and build my own kind up because I know we go through more than anybody on earth. Right, true. Yeah. And because, you know, I'm I'm realizing this. I'm I'm definitely glad. I think I said it before that I'm glad to be in this uh, podcast to do this interview. One thing that I've noticed, even when I wasn't in Rock for me, I'd have been somewhere else, maybe even in college communicating with you. Well, how I see me and you are a lot of like, we have real conversations with people and we listen to people. Mm -hmm. Right. And I, yeah, that, that, when you listen to people, you absorb information. Oh man, it changes. Yeah. I, yeah. I said it the other day, and um, I, I might have said it to you, Carl. Um, but I said information changes situations. Yeah, it, it really do. Yeah, I think that's important, and and that's kind of what I was getting at when I was speaking on the you know because when you go to college, you get information, mm-hmm. but when you're in the streets, you also get information, mm-hmm. and both of them are valuable. Right. Because yeah, sure. and I'll tell you why because the life you live and how you built yourself as a man and the information you have may be something that I need because I tell you this, I couldn't go in the streets and be, I just couldn't. Mm-hmm. I would need a nigga like you to be in the streets with me 
But then we would turn around and say, for instance, Kyle said, right, I want to go and start me an LLC. I want to give me a biz. I want to put on that suit and tie. I want to be. Yeah. You probably couldn't do that, but right. I could. You right. see what I'm saying? Right, but right. I couldn't flip it and come to the streets and make a way for myself, but you can. Right. So that's that's what I'm really trying to get at. It's the difference in niggas, right? Mm. right. But we all got the same goal. Got we same all want right. to see our yeah. family eat. We yeah. all want some money. We all want just some peace, yeah. right? We want to mm. chill. Yeah. But we go about it in different ways. Mm. And that's why I'm getting back to my question. Like, you chose college. Mm. You chose the streets. Right. Why? The reason why I chose the streets, man, because it was like this, man. I saw a much bigger opportunity, man, when it was presented to me. And I mean, <clears throat> an opportunity to whereas, man, you can run this whole city if you want to, man. Mm -hmm. You know why? Because you know people. Mm -hmm. Right. When you right. know people, you can get shit done. Right. Cause, cause, That's a fact. And cuz, I probably should have saw it, but when y'all started to blow up like that, I was like, man, I ain't expect cuz them to blow up like that, man. Look, yeah, man, exactly. Was getting, hmm. Look, this no lie. I was getting jackets from Rap-A-Lot Records, Reality oh, Records. Yeah, right. uh, yeah. They were just sending us jackets. We'd go down to Miami, kick it. They were like, man, we like y'all because we would stick together. Yeah. You know, man, that's why I say unity is important, man. Yeah. It's the strength of our nature, man. Yeah, right. And if everybody, man, just understand that, man, we can accomplish a lot, man. Right. In yeah, one right. day, man. Yeah. Right. In yeah. one day. Yeah. Right. And we hear yeah. people in Rockford talking about the disunification, especially amongst us black people, when we got it right here. And ain't no ain't no phoniness and falseness about unity. It is what it is. So yeah. we just have to do it, man. Right, for sure. Yeah. yeah. So and like well, with me though, like with me, I'm a little, you know, grew up in the streets, but I also went to college too. Yeah. So I'm like, like yeah, like like, <laughs> like with me, like with me, how I look at the world is, I, I know how the streets is. I know mm -hmm. how them white people could get over you, on you, and shit like that. Mm -hmm. And and sometimes me being from the streets, I I snap like that. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So that's why I brought my man's on for the podcast, and I'm like, I can relate to. Each yeah. one of y'all yeah. At the same time I don't know the big words I don't know how to Articulate <laughs> yeah. a sentence Correctly You know yeah. what I'm saying Cause that's I still got that You know what I'm saying that's So that's yeah that's why I brought him on They say Oh y'all Y'all still rough around the edge Rough yeah, around the yeah. edge <laughs> <laughs> but, but that's what I was getting at But, but see, but see here's, here's where Here's where Here's where The good comes out of all of that Right And this is for You guys watching right Yeah Um. So like you said, right? You might know some street shit or whatever. You might yeah. know a little college shit, but you might know the, the words or whatever. Right, for sure. But you know the game. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You know the game. Yeah. Or you can recognize. Yeah, it. I can, can recognize. recognize you yeah. can recognize yeah. the game. But then you need somebody to be, like you say, be able to articulate it and yeah, be able yeah, to yeah. put it in a way to where my message, my message, yeah. gets across. For sure. Mm -hmm. So I think that's the good in all of this. I think. I think. The street niggas should be collabing with the college niggas yeah, because sure. it, because it's the street niggas mm -hmm. who got the real fucking story. It's the street niggas that people fucking respect. Yeah. Niggas don't respect niggas that go to college. Hey, hey, let me mm -hmm. tell y'all this. So we need y'all niggas. Yeah. Yeah, you want me to tell y'all something so unique? Mm -hmm. This is what I learned, man, since I've been home. The roles been changed out here in society. Mm -hmm. You got, you got. The rappers want to be street dudes. Yup. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. And then you got the street dudes want to be rappers. Yup. Yeah. Yeah. And I thought about that. I said, dang, this is what I need to feel my, feed my family in the community. Oh, I could do this. 
if you had the resources to do what you want to do, man, that would make us great. a special group of people. Yeah, right. It makes us great. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Because we got the resources and we not using the resource for personal gain. We're using the resource to build our community. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. You yeah. know, a person told me this the other day, right? They said, Carl, if somebody give you a million dollars right now today, what you would do? I said, a million dollars? I said, shit, I'll build my motherfucking community up. Mm, for sure. So they said, uh, what if they give you 10.5 million? Mm. I said, this is what I'll do. With 10.5 million. I said, what I would do with 10.5 million, I'd take $6 million, right? I would build a state-of-the-art in the poorest community mm. in Rockford, Illinois. Mm. Build a homeless shelter, mm. projects, mm. but not this. Yeah, not the ghetto. Yeah, not the social yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but low income like, housing. Yeah, no, mm. no low income shit. This okay. be normal housing. So okay. For had a space. Okay. Right, yeah. You know, so that's just like you got you got three kids. Everybody can go in their area and get. Stay solitude. Mm-hmm. Right. See, us black people don't get enough solitude. Oh, wow. You think so? so yeah, yeah. I feel, wow. I feel break something down to you. Mm-hmm. I got a challenge for every black community. Mm-hmm. I don't give a damn if you went to jail or not, or when you went to college. Mm-hmm. Stay in the bathroom <laughs> for 24 hours. By yourself. By yourself. Mm. With no phone. With no phone. Like, just say if you go in the bathroom, you lock yourself in, just stay in there for 24 hours. See how you feel. Mm. Mm. I think you appreciate that more than being I see what you're saying. Like this. I see what you're saying. Because, yeah. because let's, say for instance, let's say, for instance, I do live in the poorest fucking community in Rockford, right? And I take your challenge. And I go into that bathroom for 24 hours. I can almost guarantee that by the time I come out of that bathroom, I'm going to appreciate my little one bedroom with roaches and rats and all that goofy shit. Yeah, I'm going to appreciate sure. it so yeah, much. Sure. You know what I'm saying? And all of that, but then it also, when you sitting at, and that's one thing too that I really appreciate about psychology, right? I think a lot of psychology is you dealing with your own thoughts. So when you sit in that bathroom like that for 24 hours, you ain't got no choice but to deal with your own thoughts, but I guarantee when you come out of it, you gonna have a plan, some kind of plan. Yeah, for sure. You gonna have no something. Yeah, for sure. yeah no you gonna have something. Yeah, to go off of for sure, and yeah. build your life off of. Yeah. So I, I think that's a dope ass idea. But um, but speaking to that, because you say twenty four hours, how about twenty five years? Yeah. Let's talk yeah. about it. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, man. You know, I think what what really helped me, man, to do my bit is, you know, number one. I was around some old heads that taught me the game. They like when I first came in, they was they was like doing fifteen and twenty years. They how how old 15, was you when you went in? Uh, twenty five. Mm. you got out about forty seven, forty eight? Huh? When you get out about forty seven, forty eight years old? No, no, I got out when I was fifty one. Damn. Damn. Damn, and you went in 25, clueless, or did no, you no, have I a... No, I went in when I was 24. 24? Yeah. And, and you had an understanding of how shit went, or you didn't? Yeah, I, I mean, you know, MCC go groom you anyway. Mm-hmm. 
before you get there. You go to FCC. Right. What? What? Can you break down that abbreviation? Yeah. So for uh, people that uh, don't know, FCC means yeah. uh, Metropolitan Correctional Center. It's on Van Buren, seventy one West Van Buren. Yeah. <laughs> that bitch down. <laughs> Damn. I know that. And, and what is it? What, what, what is it like? Describe a, it for the people. What it's is it? It's a federal detention center. Mm. Like, like I'm from Rockford, right? So they sent me there, but they sent all my other co-defendants to a uh, a contract jail, Rock County Jail mm-hmm. in Wisconsin. Right. And I think they was doing that because they want to break certain individuals, mm-hmm. break, break me, mm-hmm. right? Because you know when I got the MCC, they ain't put me in general population. Put you in the they hole. They put me in the hole and Damn. put me way in the back. Damn. Damn. So and we're gonna speak there? on that. We're gonna speak on that too because I know you did a lot of fighting with uh with the uh we, we was talking about what 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 judges yeah, approved judge, this shit right, right. like why this nigga even in the hole yeah. but he didn't even know like so we're gonna talk about that but let's stick let's stick on what what we had on the topic in terms of because again going back to your challenge you say he's challenging the black community to to take yourself as a free law-abiding citizen and to go in your own home one day and lock yourself in a bathroom, no phone, no outside communication with nobody and just sit in that bathroom for 24 hours and then see how you come out afterwards, right? Now, most people, most law-abiding citizens who's never been in prison, (laughs) right? They're going to be like, what the fuck, right? But But see, here's the kicker, right? And this is why your story is so important, why you are so important. Most of us couldn't sit in the bathroom for 24 hours. Hell no. You sat in the cell for 25 years. Talk about that, man. Man, it was a struggle, man. You know, I had my ups and downs, you know what I'm saying? But for the most part, man, you know, uh, a lot of old heads, you know, they was around. So they teach me how to program. Like, man, you know, you got to come in there, man. You got to study about your case, man, because these people. My sentence said deceased. I ain't had no number or nothing like that. It said mm, deceased. Deceased on, on my six computations. Damn. For real? Deceased, man. Damn. So that even so even the fucking federal government counted you as a dead man. I was a dead man. You were a dead man. man. That's fucked up. Yeah. It said deceased, man. You don't believe me, look it up. Mm. I had life without no parole, man. Damn. They didn't they they abolished the parole system. Only person to get the parole is a a, a, a federal DC prisoner or a military prisoner. Damn. Wow, that's crazy. Damn. Was it was it because of your charges? No, that's just how the the system was, the federal system was. Oh, they, okay. they did have federal parole, but they right. abolished it in eighty eight when they came out with that cr- uh, crime, crime bill, bill that, yeah. that, that, that uh Bill Clinton, the Democrats. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Right. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, man. That's what I say, man. This so you was twenty five and you seen deceased on your stuff. How'd that feel? Yeah, how'd that make like, you feel? And like, that's what I was asking like, too. Man, just yeah. living, man. Look, look. Go go back to those feelings and those emotions, man, because I think now hey, you this know what? is I mean, you know, I, I was bitter. I ain't gonna lie to you. I was bitter, you know what I'm saying? That part I, I, I mean I was bitter. Who were you system. mad at? The system? The system, man, because you know, I'm telling my mom, you know, every time I talk to her, I said, man, y'all still paying taxes. These motherfuckers got us locked up in this shit old ass spot. You yeah. know what I'm saying? You know, people don't realize, man, the government is cold, man. They know how to manipulate you. They got scientists, man. They know how to experiment with you and all that yeah. shit. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Right. So look at that as an organization. Mm-hmm. Right. 
It's not no company, man. Right, mm-hmm. yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's yeah. a secret society. And then it's you against them. Yeah, it's yeah. just, just look, you. Look, yeah. on my thing, it's okay. say yeah. Carl Ford against the, the United States, States of America. America. That's crazy. That's, that's crazy. crazy. Yeah, that, that, that's unfair it's right me there. against the United yeah. entire country? Yeah, like, that's unfair that's right there. And all that, but that shit is intimidating like a motherfucker. Man, that shit is crazy. Yeah. Man. It's diabolical. Yeah. It's diabolical. It's, 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 yeah. it's way bigger than me versus everybody. That ain't shit. When you, you compare it to me versus the United States of America. Government. What can yeah. you do with that, man? Because yeah. yeah. when you think about it, it's other countries uh, that and they can't do shit with America. So what the fuck I think I'm gonna do with America, <laughs> yeah, bro? Right. Like all these <laughs> other countries who are other countries like America. It's just me, right? But yeah. when we talking about the United States, it's a country, and it's other countries who's just uh, you know, when I first got to Leavenworth, you know, Leavenworth was. You know, that's where all the heavy hitters went to. Mm-hmm. What is that? Leavenworth, that, that, Kansas. And that's Kansas. a prison, right? Yeah, that's a that's federal prison. United federal States federal penitentiary. Yeah. Hey, cuz, name some of the people that was there when you went or that you, you knew about, cuz. Well, it, it, I know a lot, a, lot, a lot of old Italians like Taco. He from Chicago. He was a heavy hitter. Hmm. Then you had a, a, a lot of the New York mafia dude mm. going out of Philly. And then, Straight up, uh, yeah, you know that's what uh, Capone was at. Oh, for real? Oh, he he did go to Leavenworth. Yeah, Leavenworth was the the shit. Yeah, they had the the top psychiatrist still. Boy, you you go there, man. They be playing mind games with you, yeah. man. That shit was a, a, a mental. Psychological warfare, man. Damn, Can you bro. um give us some stories? Give us some details. Like give us some of like the... when I first got there, right? That's the first day I got there, right? They they say, walk on the yellow brick road. You better not move. You get an incident report and go to the dungeon. Wow. Damn. So they had like three or four different holes, man. Damn. Straight up, cause yeah. wow. Damn. Cause see, back then when Capone knew, they used to bring them through the train. Yeah. You had uh, that one in Alcatraz. Right. They'd bring them through the train. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So Make sure they still had all that shit set up there. You yeah, know for real? Damn. Yeah, they had the most dungeon ass uh, uh, holes down yeah. there that you got one light in there. That's shit. crazy. So, so it was like brick walls then. Yeah, Damn. Yeah. yeah. Damn. Yeah, that was the first two that I did five years there. And then. Uh, you know, they built a new one out here in Florence, Colorado, Supermax. Right. Hmm. I stayed out there for three years, you know. Mm, and that motherfucker was like, man, that, that's like that's like the worst of the worst. You send all the disciplinaries there, but this the catch. You ain't got to be no disciplinary to go there. You can go there on the close supervision. Mm. They probably don't like you. Right. Because mm. so, hey, when me and you first started rapping, when you was locked up, what was you at then? Uh, Leavenworth. Uh, you was at Leavenworth. Yeah. Oh, okay. So you did Damn. five years there. Yeah. Damn, that's uh, horrible, huh? Anybody you meet there that really like changed your life or changed your perspective on life? I mean, you know, when I got in there, man, you know, you know, I was fucked up, man. My understanding was zero because I'm like, damn, man. But when I got in there and started seeing other motherfuckers with life sentences, they had six, seven life sentences and shit, you know what I'm saying? Mm, and yeah, I'm that's like, crazy. damn, but, you know, we was the youngest ones, you know? Right. And then, you know, like everybody on, on Larry Hoover case, like crushing them and all them, they was young too. You know? Oh, they yeah. was there? Yeah. Straight up, cuz? Yeah. yeah. So let me, uh, because I want to get into that, but let me, let me, again, preference it a little bit, right? So Carl Fort was essentially indicted and essentially convicted of conspiracy of 
distribution, distribution of crack, crack cocaine, cocaine and powder cocaine. And powder cocaine. Now, at this time in the early nineties, mid eighties, when you know Rick Ross, he did his thing and brought all this shit. You know what I'm saying into the into the country and doing this this whole crack epidemic. Right. This was a time to where um, the laws in the United States were different, and they were much more crucial and much more harsh and much more racist, um, unforgivable, yeah. unforgiving, and much more racist. Exactly. Blacks, I'm trying yeah. to use all these different words, but right. that's that's really what it is at, in the simplest form. Right. So the laws at the time was much, was much more racist and against the black people. So what they did was they changed the laws in 2010, but before 2010, if you were caught with one gram of crack cocaine, yeah. They equated that to 100 grams of powder cocaine, right? Yeah, that's now, right. Now, me and Carl talked a little bit, and even before Carl and I talked a little bit, you know, I did my research. And to be honest with you, the only difference between powder cocaine and crack cocaine is the fact that you cook it with baking soda yeah. in the pot. That's literally the only difference. You you add, and, and the reason why you do it is because you want to harden it, right? You want it more of a rock than the actual powder. Yeah. Exactly. Now, what, what, what Carl told me is that, honestly, the actual cocaine that's being manufactured is actually already, it, it contains... Got baking soda in it. It's baking the, soda in it. Right. From over in the mother countries because they got to form it up. It be in the cocoa leaf. Exactly. And I learned that from... The foreigners from over there that you know that's over here that puts you on game. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Now, 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 follow me. I need y'all to follow me, right? Because what we're saying is that in the United States, crack cocaine in the United States, crack cocaine and cocaine to the United States were two totally different things. But when you really look at the facts of it, right? The ingredients. It, well, exactly. When you really look at the facts of it, right? You you go past all that political shit. You go past all of the t- the facts of it is that it's the same thing. The only difference is who's in possession of what. Right. right. That's the only difference. So let me ask you. Let me ask Carl real quick. Hold on. I want no. I want to break them. Have them break it down. How do you get the powder form to the hard form? What's the like? Can you tell us like what's the difference or if it is any difference in it? What do you like? It's just a matter of you cooking it. Yeah, like, but, but is it just cooking it or is it adding something else to it to make it what it is so that, you know what I'm saying, to make it different from the powder to the to the heart? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Ain't no different. Only thing you got to do is add uh, baking soda, you know. But, uh, you know, a lot of people might say, well, okay, I'm going to put B12 on there to stretch it. Hmm. You know, that's all that doing is blowing it out. Yeah, big, yeah, you know cutting it. Yeah. And that's really basically that is. But, you know, like, when it come over here, it already be like pace. Mm-hmm. It be it be pace when mm-hmm. they be making it. It be pace. They they like a track. They roll on it, roll on it with big bulldozers, man. Right. And they sprinkle that that that, that uh, baking soda, which is not the baking soda that be buying out the store. I think it's another kind of oh, okay, mm, okay. baking soda. Right. Put it on there and it, it formulated. Right. You know okay. So once it get over here, shit, we put bacon on it, lose it potent, mm. but it still rock up. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Now, right. Uh, now, okay. I'm happy you yeah. asked that question because that helps the audience yeah. again further understand yeah. it. It's not. It really ain't no difference. The only difference is again is who's in possession. Right. For sure. Who's in possession of it. Now, with that being said, 
like I was saying, if you were caught back at this time, before 2010, if you were caught with one gram of crack cocaine, they was equating that to 100 grams of of powder cocaine. And not only that, and not only that, but what's worse than that is that, again, before 2010, they had this thing called mandatory a mandatory sentence. Yeah, that, yeah, Meaning yeah. that even if a judge wanted to feel for you, even if a judge wanted to like, nah, he ain't that yeah. bad, he couldn't do it. Motherfucker, right, he couldn't do it. You know why? Why? Because it was mandatory. It was yeah. fucking yeah. mandatory. <laughs> it was crazy. law. Yeah, that's it's crazy. law. That's it's crazy. law. So hey, that's... Hey, this is what I wanted to say, right? Go ahead. What, 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 I, what, what I be telling motherfuckers about the mandatory, right? I said, shit, judge bucked that. I saw about two judges bucked at one time, right? Man, that Peel Court sent that shit back, man. Mm. The Seventh Circuit, that's our yeah. circuit, is mm. Illinois, right? Right. And they sent that shit back, gave the man what he... What he gave him, that mm. life sentence. Mm. The judge tried to give him 20 years. Yeah. Right. Prosecutor appealed it. Mm. Damn. Damn. So that's he was up, up under the mandatory sentence. Mm. Damn. Damn. So talk about that. You specifically. I'm gonna I wanna give you like, you know, let's go let's, let's go three minutes and talk about how that affected your life because when you mandatory because it's one thing to say like for me I ain't never, you know what I'm saying I, don't, I hear it and I understand it yeah. but when I'm really living it and especially like you said too first time offender you ain't got no fucking record you ain't never been no violent I'm and just you, and you're 24 and I'm 24 Shit. I'm a and they say not only is it mandatory but it's mandatory life I would have fainted Take us back, man. Hey, look, Take us when back. I, when I when I when I got sentenced, they took me back to MCC, right? So I'm being quiet because I don't want them to put me in the shoot. Oh yeah. And be had to stay in the shoot for about two or three months waiting on my motherfucking transfer. Right. Because when you go in the shoot. They do you, you last. Yeah, you the, the last dirty. motherfucker. Yeah, you dirty. You do everything. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, fuck that. Is it a difference between the shoe and the hoe? No, it's the same thing. Yeah, okay, the same So I said, yeah, I'm going to be cool, right? So I get up here to impact the MCC. A lot of the old heads, they already know. They looked at the expression on my face, you know. Like, man, I ain't finna bother shorty, man. Mm-hmm. Shorty. Yeah. So I go in my room. And uh, I go get my mail, go to the back to the cell. So somebody came to me and be like, man, everything going to be all right, man, what them white folks do. I said, shit, man, they stuck the knife in me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, look, the man said, I hope you get, when you, when, when, when you go down there, I hope you uh, get in any programs that will help you. And hopefully in the future, They'll let you out. That's basically what he said. Yeah, yeah. Congress will let you out. So I didn't really dawn on me at the time about Congress. Yeah. Fuck you talking about I got a lawyer. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. This, yeah. This, this is my mindset. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So then after some years went by, man, then when I went to this, I mean, hey, I bet I was the only one out of Rockford, the black dude, man, that ever went to the 
the United States Supreme Court and had oral arguments in the age. <laughs> I just could never go up in there. Right. I was yeah. like, yeah. yeah. attorney, my right. attorney. Went in that bitch, yeah. yeah. All right, I don't know what the fuck he said. I don't yeah. know what the fuck he said. They right. sent me the transcript, you know, yeah. right. audio record, you yeah. know. Man, the motherfucking uh, justice, that motherfucker was asleep, man. They weren't even paying attention to that. Mm, damn, damn, that's oh. crazy. That's crazy. Damn. So when I look at the system today, man, you know, yeah, I'm still bitter about that motherfucker, but I ain't going to let that bitterness consume me, man. Right. I'm going to speak on that shit, man. They right, can't sure. do nothing to me. You know what I'm saying? Right. And what's crazy is um, there's been reporters and media still treating cubs like, he been that same dude all along when he ain't. And, of course, I mean, I've been a stand-up dude for uh, a lot of the politicians around here, uh, Booker Washington Center, Rockford Area Arts Council. So I'm not ashamed to say, yeah, this is my cousin, and he's a changed dude now, you know? Yeah, right. uh, that's my cousin. That's fam, and that's blood every day. Right, so. For sure. so let me ask you this, and Carl, we're going to come right back to you, man, because I want to I continue to, to dive deep into that. But let's, let's come to you because I think it's important not only for us to understand, but for Carl to understand, for our artists to understand. But when when he got that life sentence, when, when you got word that, yeah, bro ain't coming home, mm-hmm. and he ain't coming home never, mm-hmm. how did that affect you, and how did it affect the family? Oh, man, I remember, I think we was at home, man, and the news came on, and they uh, it was either the newspaper or the news that had announced it. And I'm like... Man, you know, um, this fam, man, he finna be gone that long. And then, you know, I mentioned the other other folks that were involved. I knew them too. It was like, man, that's crazy. That's that's gonna happen. And yeah, well, I ever see cuz again. You know, like man, I mean, that's fam right there. And that's something that you never want to hear. That your, you you might not ever see your family member again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's how yeah. they was treating it too. Is it a difference? Mm-hmm. You know, I I think all four of us um, didn't didn't experience like death, right? Yeah, of close ones. Is it similar to that feeling? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. It is. Very similar. Yeah. yeah. I mean, imagine, um, bro, that you done seen this dude all your life growing up, um, seeing him around, seeing people that he know that is fam. And, and then one day he just gone. He just gone. And they, they you know, you think, hey, you're going to never see him again. Yeah. That, that ain't a good feeling, man. Yeah. It, like, so for you. Mm-hmm. How did it affect you mentally? Like, what was because I knew you fucked up about it, but like, how did mm-hmm. it change the way you moved in life and how you was handling your shit? With, you know, things you had going on. And I think, yeah, actually, man, wow, we talk about you know, liter- political, like black leadership and all of that. I think shortly after that, I read the autobiography of Malcolm X. Mm-hmm. So it further, it further, um, um. Uh, gave me a, a lot more knowledge about the system and how we black men are treated. Mm-hmm. Right. So I went off to college uh, probably two months later after Cuz got sentenced. And, you know, I just did the college thing, man. And What'd you study? I studied marketing management and business administration. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, that, so you you pretty much profound in that then. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. And then was in, in college studying with some brilliant black minds, sisters and brothers. So it just kept me on a level where I knew I'd be able to help Cuz out eventually. Or at least some he point, can talk on to some, me. Yeah, on right. some level, yeah. I might not be able to help him while he locked up, but right. God willing, he get out and mm-hmm. he want to get on his business too. Right, we can for do sure. that. We yeah. can do that. For sure. Yeah. yeah. That's dope as hell. But, but Carl, yeah. let me bring it back to you unless you got something real quick. You, you know, I, I got something for him, but we can bring it back. Go ahead. Uh, so, Carl, so you telling me like 24 years old, you hear the judge just sentence you to book. That's exactly what I was going Go with. straight mm. to the hole. That's what I was going with. <laughs> like, as soon as you get there, you go, hey, ain't a teardrop? 
And nothing. Wow. And, 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 and hold on. Wow. Wow. But hold on. But to add to his question, it's like, did, did, let me ask you. This. Did you have any hope before when you? Okay, today is the day I'm gonna get sentenced. Either the judge gonna say I'm guilty, or the judge gonna say whatever. That day when you woke up, did you have any hope that the judge might say like, man, get this nigga out of here, you going home? Mm. Yeah, so you already knew. Mm. I already knew, man. You already knew you was facing life as well. So I do, man. This how I knew. This how I knew. My my lawyer kept telling my. I'm, I, I tell them, I say, hey man. Don't be calling my mama telling her to tell me to plead guilty to 25 years. Mm, mm. He said, Carl, they're going to give you life. You That's what I'm saying. Like, right. Mm. You're not going to never get out. I said, man, you better quit calling my fucking mama with this. About my shit. She don't know nothing. She don't want to know nothing. She don't need to talk to you. Mm. So he stopped calling. What made you feel like that, though? Because I felt like they was worrying my mama, man. You know mm. Stressing her out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, with that mm-hmm. Or were they providing hope and saying, he going to get 25 versus telling your mom you never going to see your son again. No, listen, listen. The time that they said, the last the last offer they came was on trial. They they they, they went up five. They didn't go down five. Damn. Damn. They Whoa. said 30. Damn. Damn. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. They came to me with 25 with cooperation. Mm. Then they came back, said, "Okay, you don't want to take that cooperation, huh?" I said, "Nah." I told, I told my lawyer, I said, "Man, tell them to get that shit to their mama. We going to the <laughs> yeah, because I know they don't got nothing on me, right? Mm-hmm. They could see. I didn't know in the Fed hearsay is admissible in the federal court of, court of law. Wait, 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 say that again. Say it again. Hearsay yeah. is admissible in the federal uh, court of law. Yeah, I ain't know why that either. Why the feds do that, cuz? Because that's the easy way to get a conviction. Uh, so what that means, you, when you say hearsay, it means you don't have proof. You just yeah. saying this is who like, he is. Yeah, I, can go yeah, and say, yeah. I can say I can say anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you ain't got no proof of it. Yeah. That's hearsay, yeah, right? You got to have proof. Yeah, you got to have mm. proof. Okay. As long as they can uh, cooperate with yeah, that, with yeah, the evidence, yeah, yeah, yeah. conviction. Yeah, yeah. Because they, they, so with the cooperation, they wanted you to tell on the other cast in the, in the Brotherhood. Nah, they, yeah, uh-huh. they, yeah, yeah. That's what they wanted me to do. Right? They wanted me to... They wanted me to get a big fry. Damn. Yeah. That's what they wanted. Damn. They wanted me to, you know. That's crazy. So, so, so out of all that, though, that, it's just crazy look, that you didn't shed a tear, though, man. Though. Yeah, yeah, like, that, yeah. Like, yo, that, Check this out. what? This is the killing part. I told you they came to me day before trial. They came and see. What I didn't know, I found this at the end. They figured if I would have plead guilty, everybody else would have plead guilty. Right, uh, yeah, yeah, Because you yeah. called for yep, yep. Yeah, yeah. So, so let's talk about that real quick. Mm. I'm going to just ask you, bro. I ain't going to lie to you. I'm going to just ask you flat out. Were you during, I don't even put a time frame on it, but were you at any point an actual leader of the Gangster Disciples? No, I don't think I was a leader. I just think I was an outstanding member because it was a lot of leaders. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? They just didn't know how to put the people together. Right. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I just think I was more creative because I knew, like I say, I know people. You right. know what I'm saying? The people know me. Right. Because I was about that life at a young age. You know, like I say, I lived with my dad, so our house was wide open to the public. So, mm-hmm. shit. Right, but, but still, though, still, like, you might not have seen yourself as a leader, but but were you in that role and just unaware? 
I probably was. You know what yeah. I'm saying? But yeah, because like, like you said, you had cats like Mike Gillespie, man, that was, oh, yeah. you know, doing this thing. I mean, you yeah, know. But see, you got to understand, like, like dudes like that, we all grew up together. Right, right. Like, he, he, uh, he ain't never had no dad at mm. his house, you know what I'm saying? Mm. Mom raised him, and she... Good woman, she was working at Singer. She was out there working at the mental institute. That's right, she right. did, yeah. Yeah, so you know, he come from a good home too. You know mm, right. Mm-hmm. Or, or maybe you weren't a leader. Maybe they just looked up to you more I like the way is, you act man. and shit like that. But that, that makes you a leader though. I think what it not, is. Not, man. not, not like you ain't, not like say you ain't calling, you ain't yeah, saying, yeah, all right, y'all niggas yeah, yeah, listen yeah, to yeah, me. Like that. It, it don't seem like it was that. Yeah. No. But it seemed like the personality that you had and the way you was moving. It's more respect than leader. Yeah, exactly. They were Respected you. I think they trusted me more than anything. Yeah, that too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to ride with them on this. Yeah, because yeah, even I knew as his little cousin, when you said Carl Ford, that mean that Carl was, was stand up and people trusted him. Facts. Right. Yeah. You know, a lot of people, they didn't like me because they know, oh, this, he going to start some shit. He going to do this. He going to start this. He going to start this. But, you know, I don't be starting shit. Like you told me, yeah. Right. Like, you, know, like, that, you know, you got a lot of people on try to walk in your shoes or, you know, you yeah. out in the street hustling. Mm-hmm. So, I'm Fucker, try you. So if you, if I beat your ass in front of a whole bunch of people, then I put fear. They motherfuckers know I ain't gonna do that shit to that nigga. Right, mm, right. You know, Did you have to face that up in prison? Well, in prison, a couple times I did, you know mm. what I'm saying? But mm. a couple times I told the motherfucker what it was, and he just bagged the fuck up. Right. Because mm. one of his homeboys probably said, oh, man, don't fuck with him. You got a light sentence. Mm. Mm. Right, right. So so you you saying people with light sentence are more viable to lose it? I think it? if you wake them up, because, you know, like with me, when I became conscious of who I was, right, right which, you know, I started learning how to apply wisdom. Mm-hmm. Instead of just acting on yeah, shit. Yeah, okay. yeah, 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 yeah. That's how. Yeah, that's yeah, that's the difference between yeah. a, a boy and a man, in my opinion. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, that's a young, young yeah. dude trying to get his hustle right. on, and a wise dude like. So, so where yeah, you exactly. develop exactly. that? Where it come from? Why you was locked up? Well, well, I think it was always in me because of my dad. He was mm-hmm. old here, so I think I just resurrected when I came to prison. I got a chance to, you know. When you in confined in the area and you ain't got nobody, you know, you just by yourself. So you do your inventory on what's on what who you, yeah, you yeah, on your yeah, character. Yeah, yeah. yeah you hit it on the head. So, you know, I got a lot right. of time to do that, you know, strengthen my character, know my weakness. Like right. I know my weakness, you know, right. I know my strength. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's why I call myself an innovator, you know right. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, because I know how to work methods and then I know how to put people together, man. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know, because uh, it's like a psychology, man. When you study the human, the right. human brain or the human being, then you you, you know what you got, man. Right. Mm-hmm. So you, you know telling me you, you telling me you was in that hole? You know the hole could tear a nigga up. It could yeah. make a nigga go crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. Of, Jail. Yeah. Yeah. No, but it's, 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 it's a big difference, though. It's a big difference. Going to the shoot. Yeah. Special housing. Yeah. The living on the cow pot. It's, yeah. it's, it's, it's a different mm. world. It's two different worlds, bro. It's like <laughs> you know jail, but when you hear when you know the whole, it's a whole different beast. Mm. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Called, uh, and, segregated housing. Yeah, and that's why I was asking. Like you didn't lose your mind. You nah. used to learn yourself to yeah, not yeah. Uh, to avoid then, that. You know, I, I kept my mind occupied. Like you know, I got my GED. I got a lot of college courses. Mm. Yeah, yeah. You yep. know, I did uh. I did a uh, uh, with mental health 
See, I need yeah. mental health before they even start. Y'all, y'all had it doing it now, y'all. It's yeah. a big thing now, y'all. Yeah. Having mental health for so long, it's just they, they weren't paying attention to it. They weren't paying attention to some other shit. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And now, motherfuckers is really showing their hand. Yeah. yeah. But what I learned in mental health, like, uh, this was like in um, 14, I started seeing a lot of little youngsters come in. And they be having them withdraw off them ex pews. Oh, and yeah, bodies, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. So uh, one day, uh, the, the psychology dude, he came and talked to me. He said, uh, Mr. Ford, uh, we might need you to come work over here with us. I'm like, man, I ain't doing y'all motherfucking job. Hmm, so right. one of the Muslim brothers, uh, he was from uh, Georgia. He always mm. liked me. His name was Muhammad. Mm. He from Palestine. Mm. Okay. Australia. Oh, so real deal. Yeah, yeah. 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 so uh, he, he used to come talk. He, you know, he the one really kind of resurrect my wisdom. Like, mm. he said, man, he called me, uh, this is my Muslim name that he called me, Sabu. Like, mm. it you got patience, you strengthen. You know? right. Can you say that again? Sabu. Sabu. Can you spell it? You know how to spell it? S A B O O. Mm. Sabu. 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 Yeah, yeah. And it means what? Like patience. Patience. Yeah. patience. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he he told me, he said, man, look, man, he said, you need to go over there because that's more of your people, man. Mm. It's gonna be over there. So when I started seeing black people going to the to uh infirmary on the middle side, right, they taking Allergy tablets, you know the ones yeah. that drowns, yeah, and they withdrawing off that and spazzing out. Mm-hmm. Where they on that K two? Yeah, uh, K two. I remember that episode. Yeah, they, you know, yeah. like yeah. Ah, yeah. yelling yeah. all in the night. So yeah. they want something for that uh, uh, antidepressants. Yeah. So I started seeing because I, I I saw it in a lot of white people more than anything right. in prison. But when I started seeing it in black, I said, oh, I, I got to jump in the fight, man. Help right. these brother. Mm-hmm. You know, so I went through the little training. They had a UW Madison come train us, you know, for suicide watch companion. So I used to go over there for four hours, watch them, and then I often the next day and I go back. So I used to go over there, and watch. So I used to see dudes. So I, that's how I really learned what to look for and how to see if a motherfucker playing the game. But like I told a person. Ain't nobody never playing a game with their mental health. They might not be conscious about what right. they're doing or this and that, but, man, they ain't playing no game. That's right. literally yeah. what I was going to ask you. I yeah. was literally going to ask you. I don't look at, no. When, when somebody got mental health, I don't care if they don't tell you or you see something weird about them. It ain't they not, weird. Yeah, and they're not, they not playing. Right. They're they not playing. Something is off track. Yeah, right, they're not yeah, playing, though. Yeah, they're not yeah, doing yeah. this for attention. Right. Yeah, yeah. Right. You, you'll know if somebody doing something for attention. Right. You know, like, you might catch a dude, you know, he jacking his dick off in front of the bra. He doing that for attention. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I seen that shit. Yeah. fucked up. Yeah, yeah. Like somebody that go in the room, and he don't get no mail from his people. He slices his arm. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, that's crazy, too. Yeah, you don't do that, yeah. man. No, it, it's not crazy, and, that, and that's the stuff like I really like to talk about. Not necessarily like you know people harming themselves, but I like to get into the weeds of it in terms of like people's mentalities. And and I'm happy you brought that up because that's definitely something that we were going to talk about. And I think it's a perfect time to talk about it because I know you're a huge advocate for mental health. I'm a huge advocate for mental health. But I want to ask you before we get into mental health, uh, I, at least other people's mental health. I want to ask you because again, man, like me personally, I can't imagine. 
and that's why Jay asked you multiple times, like not even a tear, because I can't imagine somebody telling me you you locked up for the rest of your life. Getting here, you getting sent up the the new up the road, up the road. You know when I cry for the rest of your life. You know when I cry when my mama passed, man. Damn, because I really got to know my mom while I was in prison. Damn, I mean, know it for her. I knew how that was my mom, you know, but she used to when I was went to prison. Man, she used to tell me stuff. I used to be like, man, why you saying that? Mm. Like what? Like, she told me, she said, I mean, one time, man, I told my mom, I said, hey, mom, I said, man, these years going by, I think I was on my 10th year, you know mm. what I'm saying? Right. So she kept saying, baby, just uh, just pray, don't be worrying about it. I said, no, if you see such and such, I'm worried about niggas on me on the streets. Right. <laughs> yeah. 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 About praying. Yeah. 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 I'm trying to get up with such a right. Right. So, you know, she, she tell me, she said, boy, you know, you can't keep worrying about what's out here because you're going to kill yourself faster than yeah. that. You know? Yeah. So, yeah. I didn't really pay that no attention. Then, you know, as the years got by, I started, you know, it's like her spirit was losing. She was losing her spirit. Mm. Because we was gone so long, you know. Mm. So that kind of that kind of touched me. I felt like, man, I rushed that to their grave. Mm. So that that, that 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 was the only time that I really cried, man. And then what really fucked me up when um they told me what my son was out here doing. You know, I was mm. like, I didn't want him for oh, this. I didn't want mm. him, you know, to be a part of this. You know, right? You know, I yeah. would never tell him jump in this fight with me. You know right. what I'm saying? And, and I didn't, I think, about when he first started, when that first started to happen with him, I was in college, so I wasn't able to be around and go go find him and say, hey, cuz, well, cuz, you don't want to do that. So yeah. when I got back home and started hearing about it, I'm like, I think I, I was wishing I had ran into him, but never did. Right. So let's go back a little bit, because it's two things, I, I want to touch on so much. It's two things I want to touch on, because bro asked earlier when we came back from break, did that whole not going camping and fishing shit affect you? Mm. He asked you that, right? Now, now, with Carl Jr., with you being locked up and Carl not having those same experience you didn't have, Carl Jr. didn't go fishing. I don't know, but I'm just saying, like, you know, dad ain't around, so whatever experiences he did have, it was probably minimum, right, versus dad being around and dad doing these things for me that his dad didn't do or whatever. I feel like it's both you and Carl Jr. are a part of the same cycle mm-hmm. in terms of that missing fatherhood. Yeah. And when that shit is missing, we might. What's the difference? I had my father in his life. He didn't have me in his life. Yeah. Right, but yeah. but it's, but it's still but it's still though because like for instance, I had my father in my life. He was he was there. He's alive, yeah. and he came around, but he wasn't there. Right. So it's like for me, I be going. So what you mean by he was? That's, that's, that's exactly you know what I was gonna get into. Yeah. That's all I'm gonna say. That's exactly what I was gonna say. So yeah. he, was, all right. So look, this, this is what I think that it was with my parents. My dad, he wanted to be there. He wanted to be a family man or whatever. But it was two th- two things with my dad. The first thing with my dad is that him and my OG, they always was into it. So. When I, I don't have any kids, but I know me and my girl get into it all the time. And I can only imagine if we had kids, how that would play into a whole, you yeah, know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Because, like, yeah. yeah, and only that because, you know, people are spiteful. Like, my, like if I had kids, my girl might try to use my kids yeah, against yeah, they, me. They, they, 
to and where no bite. That's <laughs> what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> to to where to where sure. I'm not around my kid as much as I would want to be. Right. So I think that's what it was with my dad. And I also think too, my dad was still young, so he was still selfish. He had kids. He took on the responsibility, but he still wanted to live his life. And he was more so the guy to where like they with their mama. They all right. I'm I'm cool. Yeah. So so he was there. Until they got into it, and when they got into it, he wasn't there. And when he was there, it wasn't like he was. I, I, I vividly and Dad, I love you. I promise you, I love you. If you watch this, I love you. But <laughs> but but I only remember I only remember one vivid memory of like an experience that me and my dad had. I think it was like my tenth birthday or some shit. And he took me to the movie theaters, and we went to go see fucking Friday Night Lights. Mm-hmm. And 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 I remember it was it was my birthday, mm-hmm. so I remember this vividly because this is a dad son experience. How you talked about like. My, my dad took me as his son and he did something for me. So that's what I mean when I say he was there, but he wasn't there. And, and he was there in that sense, but he wasn't there in terms of like, nigga, I'm going through shit in life. I'm a young boy. I'm making mistakes and shit. I'm getting, I'm going, like, getting into it with the police and shit. Like, all sure. this different shit that as young yeah. men, we unfortunately learn on our own. He wasn't there for those things. Yeah. So, so like I said, it was two things I wanted, I wanted to touch on. One of them was that in terms of by you being gone, you know what I'm saying. Do you think that ultimately helped Carl Jr. make his decisions on the life he wanted to live? I think what it did, right? Uh, uh, the people that was out here to telling him stories about me, I think all that like ignited his yeah mm. his ego turned him up. Yeah, turned him up. I was just thinking about that because because you know I, I look at I go back and reflect on myself. A lot of things that uh, people did, it like ignited me to, okay, I'm, I'm, I could do this now. Mm, right, right, I right. Got, I got validation to do this now. Yeah. I got the green light. Yeah, right. So I look at that in the same sense, man. But, you know, like I say, man, you know, when one come conscious of himself, man, only he can make that change. I can't make it for him. You know what I'm saying? Right. Mm-hmm. I just got to put it out there. You know, and how I put it out there is by example. Like, you know, I come out here doing the right thing. You know what I'm saying? Facts. Mm-hmm. You know, got my own place, you know, and minding my business, staying in my lane. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, and you know, doing this, trying to do it the right way this time. Yeah, so, you know, I can't tell him off. I just got to show him. Facts. Yeah, right. And you, I think you just answered my next question, but my next question for you is if you if right now if Carl Jr. is watching this episode right now and he looking at his dad and and he's saying he really just looking at this episode is there anything that you would want to tell him right now just anything that you want him to know if he watching this shit right now without y'all being able to have that both that back and forth without you being able to pick up on it he ain't sitting here like this like right, right, right. Hey, without you without that if it's anything that you want him to know, anything you thought about when you was locked up and you was thinking about him, anything that you would want to say to him, what would it be? Oh, I would just say, you know, you know, oh, shit. The, the key thing is just know I love you, man. You mm. know, I, that, that's all I can tell him, man, you know. And, uh, you know, hopefully you know that... Uh, you know, he'll figure it out. You know, Facts. I have to figure it out too. You Facts. Know, I ain't no mm. sugar coating. Facts. Shit, we all got to figure this shit out, man. Yeah. When we, when we make our decision, it ain't 
through nobody else. It's on us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. That's, that's 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 the gift that we got. Right. Uh, change and a choice. Mm-hmm. You know? We got a we got a choice to change, and we can continue doing what we're doing. You know right. What I'm saying? And I feel like you know, all I can do is be an example, man. You know. Right. Because at the end of the day, man, you know. We got to decide on what's best for us. Right. Shit, some might be good for you. You might like the top part. I might don't like the part at all. Mm-hmm. Right, right. What I do is say, fuck it, no. Nah, try to work it out to where, you know, we could agree on it. Right. Yeah. That's that, man. You know, life ain't complicated. We make it complicated. Yeah. By, you know, putting too much emotional shit into that's it. That's a fact. Yeah, I say that all the time. Yeah, it's a fact. Sure. But but when I what I got for you from you and, and again correct me if I'm wrong, but when you say Carl Jr. I love you to me I heard more than just those three letter words right I I love you that's three that's a three word sentence whatever but I hear more than just those three words what I heard from you when you say I love you what I heard was in any way that I can possibly be there for you I'm gonna do it if as as long as it, as long as it's possible. You, oh yeah, yeah. That's 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 most definitely because you know, I mean, you know, when we get in these jams and situations, you know, that's when we really know who they're for us. You know right, that's right. a fact. You know, I learned. I had to learn the hard way because it was a lot of people that I ate off our plate. That now today I look at it, they didn't deserve that, but then at the same time. I gotta use the wisdom and shit, man. You know, you know they only was good for what they was. Exactly. You know, right. Look at it like you know. Look at it like you know, with no malice in your heart. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, man, you took the risk to deal with them people. Man. Facts. So, you know, I just, you know, I, I believe in man. I'm a firm believer in man. When you don't compromise your morals and principles, man, you'll go a long way. you have longevity in life, man. You know, it might don't happen right then and there. That's like people be like, man, how you do this? How you do this? Because, man, you know, it was in me, man. It just shit. Right. It had to formulate to something, you know what right. I'm saying? And like I said, if I had to do it all over again, I wouldn't change. only thing I'd change, man, is this. I would know how to position myself in a better way. See, at first, I didn't know how to position myself. I had to learn. Mm-hmm. I had to learn. Right. But now I don't got to learn. Mm-hmm. I can just, okay, I could check the temperature and know what it is. Okay, I'm going to move like this. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, so you said you said uh, going through your cases and stuff, a lot of judges was playing with your life, basically. And you know you got kids and everything. You got your daughters. You got your sons. Like they never expressed like how fucked up it is and or how they felt. Yeah, how they really felt about their dad life being played with. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Well, I know uh, my daughters mostly. They they was they was like you know they fucked up. They was they they was before I had to tell one of them, oh, oh, oh I'm trying to get out. Yeah, they was on some radical shit. Yeah, especially uh, with the dude with uh, Chris Green. Green. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. My daughter sent him a letter. She sent him a letter, man. Mm. <laughs> well, I say, man, the, the girls, man, they they soldiers. Yeah, because they love their daddy. You know what I'm saying? I know, you know, our relationship ain't. 
where I want it to be, but it's going to get there. Right. You know, it's like, uh, I don't know their expectation of me, but, you know, like I told them, I said, hey, man, check this out. I can't be your father, daddy, man. I just got to be your best friend. They be like, what? Yeah. I said, yeah, I don't know how to be no fucking dad. I don't know how to be mm, that. Right. I never got a chance to be that shit. Right. And I ain't feeling that no motherfucker teach me now shit. Right, right. <laughs> I mean, my one daughter told me, well, I'm going to teach you how to be a dad. I said, you better get the fuck off with me. <laughs> 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 yeah, well, yeah, I love them, man. They, 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 they cool, man. Yeah, you, know? yeah, you got to think. I, I, I just look at now. By me not being in their life and looking at how they make decisions right. and choices, man, I love them, man. Right. I love them, man. They got their own. They holding their weight, man. Right, for sure. For sure. In this world, because this shit ain't easy for nobody, weight, bro. And you know, they doing it. They getting it done. And they got kids, man. And they getting yeah, it done. Man. You know, I be like, man, I just, you know, I don't say too much to them because I let them live in their own zone. You know, I don't, I don't, you know, if they get up with me, I get up with them, but, you know. At the end of the day, I love them, man, because, you know, I went there and just see the bloodline right. still flowing Right, strong, yeah, for sure. And I'm thankful for that, man. Yeah, and I, and I, I was trying to say... Uh, because you know, some people in the world might get it misconstrued as in like he don't want to, he don't want to learn how to be a daddy type shit. It ain't it? Ain't because he want to? It's because he was programmed. He was alone and, and, for so many years. Was, his life was taken from him. Yeah, he was he was dead yeah, yeah. and came back. Yeah, and came yeah, back. Yeah, yeah. Just think about that yeah. for a second. I don't mean to cut you off. No, I just want the, the the audience to know, to know it like, ain't like no malicious. He shit ain't no dead. Be it, like, it's just he. All he knew was him. He was gone you know for twenty five years. Twenty six years. Twenty six years. Nine months. In nine months. He was released in July twenty nineteen. And that's crazy, man. I went to the halfway house. Uh, you know, hey, this is the killing part. The halfway house. It's like, well, you still in prison. Yeah, for sure. You, you you just on a furlough. Yeah. <laughs> you, know, uh, so look, yeah. you know, my mind, you know, I'm already You thinking I'm out. Yeah. No, but I'm already uh, fucked up because I got the license. I don't got life no more. Mm, yeah. So, you know, man, that shit took me a long time to really, like, process that. Then, you know, I'm like, man, I'm going to deal with this. You know, I'm so used to being over here, yeah. coming back out here. So I said, so after... Uh, one of my Cody fans, he was deep telling me, oh, man, they fit. I see your name on the bulletin board for pre-release. I said, pre-release? Mm. Man, I ain't going to that shit. What the fuck they going to tell me? <laughs> but I did need it to pre-release, so, you know, I didn't know they were going to let me out like that. Right. I, I was supposed to go through pre-release for a whole week. Only went to pre-release for two days because mm. they had to let me out. Mm, I, I was over my time. They right. gave me, they took the time that they was gonna give me thirty years. Yeah, they, they wanted me to. You supposed kid. to get released in November. They, they they wanted me to take the thirty years, but I didn't take the thirty years. I rolled out, went to trial, and got life. And look, I this what they so they you, gave me the low end Damn. thirty, and they, I. On 30, you do like 25 and some yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah. But I did 26, so they had to immediately let Y'all, yeah, and, yeah. and that's what I read up on, and that's why it makes sense when you say, well, 26 years and nine months, because what I read on my research was you was expected to get released in November. Yeah. Mm. They released you in July. Yeah. And I was going to ask you that. Like, how the fuck you speed up your release? Because the, the uh, when, when they calculated my good time, see, in yeah. the feds, 
If you're a lifer, you don't get no good time. You're just doing day for day. Day for day. And that's what I was telling you. You don't get two, 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 two days. Two for, two for one. Yeah, you don't get the two for one. Day Damn. for day, yeah. you're not getting no good time. Damn. So when I, okay, so when the courts change my sentence at 30, they got to give me all that time back. Yeah. So they gave me all that motherfucker. That one number probably about two or three years. I'm like, shit, that ain't shit. Can I ask you this? The the when they gave you thirty, was was it under the impression that they gonna release you? That they only give you thirty because you had already served close to twenty nine? Like, did, did they give you that because they knew like, all right, that's no, what? See under this. See, I was in a mandatory life sentence, so they took me out the uh, uh, mandatory life sentence, put me in the guideline range. So I was in the guideline range. What the fuck that mean? That mean like a chart. I'm going to bring it to you. It's a chart called a guideline, sentencing guideline, man. I was at the bottom, but by uh, when Trump signed that bill, they end up making me uh, eligible. So then they brought me to 30. Mm. 30. Because mm. I had life. They took me to 30. So I had 26 years and nine months. Yeah. In already, so on thirty you only do twenty five four. Right. But yeah, I was up, so they had to put me into the halfway house to go to the halfway because they they can't just put you on the streets. Right. They send you to the halfway. I mean, all them fucking years you just did, you damn right. We can't just throw you on the. <laughs> you, just, you just like yeah, right. you just did a lifetime. Like nigga, it's, it's, it's niggas who, who wasn't born when you got locked up, and these niggas are grown now. Mm. Grown like so, we can't just throw you back out there like that. My whole objection when I said, "Oh, see, I'm finna go," so when I. I, I love uh, this chick came and got me mm. first day. This was my girlfriend. I had a girlfriend when I came home. So look, she she, she I told her I said, "Hey, I need you to come up here so I can get my driving license." She don't want me to do that. Mm. Well, I take you where you gotta go. I said, "No, nah, I need my driving license." <laughs> so she got me the book and you know we did. First time I fucked up because I was so anxious to get it, I mm-hmm. fucked up. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. then the second time I went back, I got it. Yeah. With her help, right? So look, I got my license. So my niece, she gave me a car. Mm-hmm. So now at the halfway house, you could have your own car as long as you got insurance and the driving license. So I got my own car. So I go in there and make my pass. So I'm going looking for a job. But I don't tell them I'm looking for a job. So I'm going to get in the program. Right. Mm-hmm. Down there in Rafa. Mm-hmm. So I drive back down here from Jamesville. So I'm getting the glimpse, you know, getting I'm getting the feel back to society. Yeah. And at the time, I'm listening to this one. This nigga Mo three came out. Yeah, Mo three. Yeah. What is that? Word? Rest in peace, Mo three. Yeah, yo. What, what's the one he was saying? Was scared to go outside? No, I don't trust no one. I, I think I know you're talking about. Uh, I listen to too much. That shit go. Uh, Man, we gotta play that. Hey, look, I listen to that. About about, yeah, about, I know what you're talking about, though. About four months straight. I just can't say it. <laughs> on repeat. Yeah. On repeat. Everybody ain't your friend. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know what you're talking about. Uh, I know what you're talking about. In my yeah. head, right? So when I got out here, you know, everybody, you know, I'm like, shit, ain't, ain't no friends, no family, nothing. It's just me, you know. So I'm coming out. So now I'm, I'm getting to go out in society. I drive back. I'm getting a three-day pass, right? I leave on a Friday. I come back Sunday, right? So look, I'm going to Rafa. So I see all these. Now, my mindset, all oh, these motherfuckers counting me out. Mm-hmm. So, you know, 
I'm riding around, I'm looking at me. You mugging motherfuckers and shit for no reason. For no reason. So I'm looking, right? So I'm taxing their ass coming out the door because I already know uh, you got 30 days to do whatever you know. That shit go wear off. You know, look at yeah, you like a normal Right. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, you still have a cash on your money too, huh? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly, like you was talking about. Yeah. I knew, I knew how to come out here and be because these. I, you got to look at I've been listening to all these dudes that come in and out the field. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm listening to them. So, man, you got to go out, man. I went out. So I know how to. I said, okay, I ain't going to do what he did. I'm going to do my shit like mm-hmm. this. Right. Man, I come out here like, so, you know, motherfuckers was like, oh, he on something. He finna do this. He finna. But I tricked their ass. I got in these programs. Got me a job. I didn't, I didn't get a job till I got to. UPS. Yep. Uh, I worked for one of my homies. He had a contract cleaning a family member. He was cleaning the uh, airport out here. So I oh, damn, yeah. helped them at night. Right. Mm-hmm. You know? So, but for the most part, man, shit, man, this is a cakewalk. Because I already see what it is, man. I just. I just got to network with the right person and, and build my own stuff, you know, because right. this is what I know, see. One thing about it, a lot of people might need finances to get indoors, but I know people that I can get indoors better than that. Right. Mm, right. Mm. Just like right now. I got into a door right now just being over here. You know what? Yeah. That chick, the brand. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I was just thinking about yeah. her. Man, I'm finna call her today, man. I yeah. gotta make an appointment with her because, yeah. see, I was listening to her. She kind of shy, but I was listening to something she said. And she was talking that uh, technology shit with the brand. Mm, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I'm like, damn, how, how can I network and get this shit on moving? You know what I'm saying? Because I'm finna tell you, man, this gonna fuck them up because they're gonna be trying to figure out, damn, why these people donating this money to him? Right, yeah. Man, look, I got, I got a curriculum, man, to change your attitude, behavior, and conduct. For sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Make you Hold on, let me let's let's again let's let's make sure people heard that he has a curriculum that's going to change your attitude, attitude, your behavior, and your and conduct. conduct. Mm-hmm. Think about how important that is. Just think about it's, black people, especially today. Man. You think yeah, about black sure. people, but it worked for me. Like, this is why I know mm. it changed me before I came out here. Damn. I, see, I did the program for 18 months and became a facilitator. Oh, that's how you do it. So once I became a facilitator, right. I hooked my own shit up. Damn, yeah. So you're the perfect example. Right, for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I for myself sure. first. Yeah. So let, if it work for myself, it can work for somebody right. else. Let, let me take a step back, but not too far of a step back. You were charged and convicted of distribution. I was charged with a conspiracy to distribute and manufacture crack cocaine and powder cocaine. What were you convicted on? That's what I was convicted. Can you say it one more time? A conspiracy to distribute, manufacture crack cocaine and powder cocaine. Okay, so you were. It was a long ass paragraph. Count one. So, so you were, you were. Charged and ultimately convicted of that. How many people went down with you on it? Just a number. 
Man, my trial group, it was 20 of us, and they broke us off into five groups. So let me ask you this. Are you familiar at all with the Young Thug Rico case? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so let me ask you this. Can you give us... We don't we don't know. We ain't never been charged no fucking Rico. I ain't never touched a fucking drug in my life. You know, so... But for our audience as well, because there's a lot of young people out here who are fascinated and who are thrilled and turned on by this Rico shit. And they think it's like, oh, that's like... So because you are familiar with it and because you pretty much went through a similar situation, can you speak on not only your situation, but can you also speak on Young Thug's situation and maybe some advice for Young Thug? Well, all I'm going to tell him, man, when he get in there, if he had to go, I wish he don't have to go. But, man, educate yourself about this law, man, because this the tool they use. This is a systematic design tool, man, to deprive us man, from happiness and the opportunity to, to, to get live, better, man. yeah, to, to make our, our life better. And even though we might have people around us that's, you know, causing destruction and this and that, we still get the blame for that, even right. though we're mm-hmm. doing something right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep. Yep. You know, so my thing would be this. Like that RICO, all that RICO and continued criminal enterprise and conspiracy, all that was a, a, a mechanism for the mob cases and stuff like that. That's right. what it started off for, mm-hmm. right. to get them. But when the crack academic came up, they started using it for blacks and Hispanics. Right. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And now they used it. And like politicians, and <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> now they getting hit, yeah, you know what yep. I'm saying? But basically, what it is, it's an or, or, organized crime that ain't paying their taxes, mm, yeah, that's really all it is. That's basically that's in a layman term, yeah. yeah. Can, y'all hit, can y'all hit me to the young thug situation? I'm, I'm, Absolutely, yeah. You want me to? Right. Yeah, you can. I mean, yeah. all right, so pretty much, young thug was locked up for a Rico case. You, you know, you familiar with the the abbreviations? The rapper, yeah, the, I, I know him, but the uh, what's what's the Rico? So Rico is uh, racketeering, um, and I think it's conspiracy. It's is racketeering. All continue criminal enterprise. Yeah, organizations or some shit like this. It's pretty much. It's, yeah, it's pretty much saying that you are running a running a crime organization. Oh, yeah, okay. that, so that's what he got hit with. So with him being the leader of YSL. He he's pretty much like what he just said is like yeah you might be doing a lot of good because Young Thug is a rapper he donate he get back to the right. community but because you got knuckles out knuckleheads out here and people who are doing bad shit mm-hmm. you are ultimately blamed for that mm-hmm. so if you are the leader of YSL which is Young Thug he's the leader of YSL which is in his defense is just a record label and it is and it is it is. But me as a fan, me as just I'm not involved in the situation, it's a little more than that too because them niggas really had some gangster shit going on mm-hmm. outside of just they record label. Mm-hmm. It was a record label, but they also had gangster shit going on. And that's why I personally think he gonna serve some time. But mm-hmm. ultimately he pretty much was locked up for 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 being the head of a criminal organization. Oh, and yeah. he's going through trial and all that right now to try to yeah. basically fight it. Mm-hmm. But again, in my personal opinion, I, me myself, I don't know if YSL was doing the gang stuff. I know YSL was like a cut off from Bloods. That's what I mean. Blood gang. That's what, what I mean. Saying? But see, it could be like this. That's just like him. People might think now nah, he a GD. 
Yeah, because yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. Association brings similarity. Yeah, yeah. That, that's why I say I don't know if yeah, YSL yeah. was with the gang shit. Yeah, he probably you it, know. You know what I'm saying? It like, probably like, was like a legit business. Like, man, if I had an opportunity to go get these gang gang members off the street and give them the opportunity, I'd go get them before I put my shit on. Indeed, or some shit. Yeah, I'm going to get all them because mm. you know why. I know how they think. Yeah, right. exactly. Yeah, that's just like that. Is like I told my PO, she come tell me, go. I said, man, I don't think it's a job here qualified for me. She was like, why you say that? I said because you keep telling me to go get a, uh, I can get a janitorial job or I can go work in a factory. Shit, I don't need that type of shit. I dictate shit to me. <laughs> <laughs> you must not know who the fuck yeah, I am. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You must not. Yeah. You, you clearly don't know who I am. Yeah. Clearly. We to put people together we work this shit out. Right, mm-hmm. for sure. This shit you doing, like I told her, I said, this shit you doing, I do this shit every day. Yeah. When I was locked up, man, you might see two folks get into it with your whole home. What the fuck y'all getting into it for? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, don't y'all both believe in the same thing? Mm, right. Yeah, yeah, but this is, okay, y'all work together and we go build something from that. Period, so period. that way the people from the outside and the other members, they'll see, oh, yeah, you period. do that. Yeah. Right, right. put y'all together, yeah. make y'all work together. Y'all got to come up with a project. Right, for sure. But, you know, that that's kind of why I was asking the question because Young Thug is also who's facing some serious charges and it's a lot of people... Who are his co-defendants? A lot of people who damn near are gonna go down with him. Similar to you, in a sense. That's why I wanted to ask you particularly: How do you, not to yourself, but to the system, you are considered the leader of all this that's going on? So, two questions: How do you deal with the fact that it, not only am I fighting my case, but there's twenty other some odd people who I really got to sit back and think? Like, is this person telling? And then number two, how do you keep yourself together enough to where you don't tell and put other people, you know what I'm saying, in a bad position? How do you do that? Well, it ain't how I do it because it just ain't in me, you know what I'm saying, to do nothing like that because I wasn't raised like that. I was always raised to take your own weight. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And okay. Hopefully, down the line, you get a lifesaver jacket. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> but, you know, like I said, you know, we don't know how a person mentality is until we get in a situation you know and like with with, with anybody you don't you don't know if uh, you don't know how strong a person is so you got been through something mm-hmm. a lot of people ain't been through nothing man they gonna fall weak you, mm-hmm. know you might have somebody in the ear tomorrow i ain't gonna do this time with you mm-hmm. i ain't gonna do this or that you know that's that what happened with us I, but back to what i uh you were saying it was 15 of us went to trial and uh, two took plea agreements, they ain't had to cooperate. And three cooperated. But how our case initially got started was it was two dudes robbed the bank. They was GDs. They volunteered and went down there and gave the people some information. Mm, the people was already watching us. Right. You know what I'm saying? On the state side. Mm. So when the, they caught their fed case, that automatic would say, shit, let me call up here and request 250 federal agents. Mm. Damn, yeah. They requested that from Chicago. Oh, yeah. to, to, was that when the raid happened? To apprehend us and to monitor us. Yeah, yeah. 
Some niggas who they got caught up in a different situation came and gave them. They believe in the same thing I believe in. They were GD. They say they they believe in uh, I was brother keeper, but they 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 would let they were no brother. You know what I'm saying? Right. So you know, like I say, man. uh, Then they had other little components that was. they was putting out there, like I told you about the lady came over there and said, With the wire? Yeah, mm. she was wired up. Then you had a fucking Mexican, like he was a connect. He was coming to our car wash. Straight up. Getting uh, cars washed. He was from Mexico. He was an informant from Chicago. Mm. Damn, Damn, that's great. You know the came, car wash down on state yeah, in Avon. You finna bring $100,000 to the Oasis, meet him there. I told him, man, if you got them many keys, you might well bring that shit to my doorstep. <laughs> right. <laughs> Fuck, I'm gonna come to the Oasis. Mm, right. Sound like it all. It sound like a setup. Yeah. Like a setup. Yeah. Yeah. Man, we don't come nowhere. We spending money. They ain't gonna come to our set. Yeah. Right, right. He right. always wanted to buy our cars and take them back to Mexico, but he wasn't taking them off for the money. He giving them to so the, the police. Yeah. 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 Let me ask you this. Um, how old were you when you touched your first million dollars? Well, as a group, I could say I was like 22. Straight 22? Girls. With a million? Three. Seeing a million? Seeing a million? Damn. As a group. As a group? Yeah. As a group. Because it was a brotherhood. Yeah. Because you know? see, how we used to get our money is like this. The, the workers, they get their money off top. So that motherfucker... They might make five bands in one night. Right. The runners, they get their money off every pack they go to the uh, the packs to go to the spot. Mm-hmm. So at first we was getting the runners five hundred dollars a week. Right. Then we stopped that. We said, no, we finna start. When they take all them packs there, they get their money off top. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We had to wait end of the month to everything come in. So everything was like running off a system. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So whoever like it might this money it might I might be responsible to run the packs. Mm-hmm. So when everybody checked all they work in to me, I gotta make sure I give it to the runner and get a count of it. Right. And I'm responsible. If any shorts come I gotta have a reason why them that short I gotta know. Mm. So <clears throat> like it's 13 of us was on the committee, and out of 13 of us, it's like we get between 5000 or 50000 or more right. a month. Right. Damn. So we might get, this month, we might get 40000 47000 yep. Next month, we might get fifty two. And y'all split it amongst the group. Yeah. So you, you we, we running off fifty k. We might have the money to get our month work. We might get 10 more keys, and then... Uh, Anybody in jail or anybody on the team that, you know, needs some money, they Take care money. of them. Yeah. Right. And because I heard, and I think this was within FAM, that y'all had trash bags full of money, cuz. Man, look, one time, man, one time we took all the ones, you know, we used to take all the ones and fives and put them in trash bags. Mm-hmm. So we used to just put them in this trash bag and, and, and leave it in the closet. 
So mm-hmm. one day, man, we took this motherfucker shit out. We were like, damn, all oh, this been in here. And it was, man, it was, that was like a two months worth. We didn't even, it was like it wasn't even missed it. Damn, damn. Wow. Damn. Yeah, because it, it used to take us like, It'd be like four or five of us counting money. We might be in the house for two days counting money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We had no fucking machine. Mm-hmm. Right. So hold on, machine. man. So you say it's four to five of y'all, which is a lot of people to count some money. Could, could, because goddamn it, I can count out a thousand. I can count out ten k right here by you myself in like hundreds. a minute. You know, mm-hmm. like you whatever. Count all the hundreds. I might do all the fifties. He might do all the twenties. Tens and the fives. The ones going to bad. But that. But like again. So like that's so, okay. Let me ask you this question. Then you got to think though. They they ran. What y'all ran up five mil in three months? That's often to say. Yeah. See this. Uh, we we had work on all everywhere in Rough. Yeah. Everywhere. Yeah. That's crazy. Was awesome. Man. That's crazy. Yeah. Crazy. We might have two or three spots in Concord. We might have. A spot over here in uh, James Adam Fairgrounds uh, on the east side, the Grand Hotel over there. Damn. Oh, y'all was out there, cuz? Yeah, Black Man, Hawk. I know that. You know, yeah, somebody was getting work in Oregon Keys. Damn. So it was a team of us. All right. Let me ask you this. Because it sounds like, I mean, especially with like a, a enterprise like y'all had going on with all that money and shit flowing through and, and the team that you have put together. Was it all just coming from your head, or or were you sitting down with pen and paper and organizing no, no, this shit? Like a decision. You know, that's what I'm asking. Yeah, like we have meetings. Like how was y'all? Or we might have monthly meetings. Then, like when it's time to re up, you know, certain people know they turn. Okay, you, you this your turn. You go out of town, take care of the business. Mm-hmm. You know, we had a plug, man, in Texas, man. We can come here and make some money. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, Oh, that's how. So go back to the Rap a Lot Records. They knew y'all from that, huh, Cuz? Yeah. Oh. Rap a Lot Records. Who was on? That shit sounds so familiar. Scarface. Yeah, 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 okay. Ghetto Boys. Ghetto Boys, yeah. Ghetto Boys from Chicago, ain't they? Uh, No, they from uh, Texas. Down in the Fifth Ward? Yeah, they they from uh, Houston. I thought they were from Chicago. Okay. Here down at the Coronado Theater. Mm hmm. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Form, man. Real quick, real quick, since we, since we there, if, it, if it's okay to pivot, because I'm gonna get back to the story. But um, if it's okay to pivot, uh, what was the music scene like when I was growing up? Oh, you know, the music scene was off the chain. You had NWA, NWA, Scarface, Scarface, you know, Too Short, too short. Yeah. and Cousin was bumping all that in them, yeah. them, uh, them, uh, them blazers. Back yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then, you know, the popular system was Rock for Fallgate. Yeah, oh, yeah. That? they still go hard now. Oh, yeah, they still, they still go hard. Yeah. Yeah. No, nah, that's them speakers. Like, speakers. Amps yeah. And all. Oh, okay, okay. And they make they make the best. Yeah, shit they still too. go hard. Yeah, they still. Yeah, I just had I just had two twelves. Straight with 15s in the bag. Oh, well, how many 15s? Uh, two. Yeah, that's, that's still too much. I ain't got that. Look, look, one time. That's too much for me, I had, I had four 15s. I had mm. one on this side, mm. one on this side. Damn. Hey, swear, man. Yeah. Hey, hey, too much, bro. Hey, oh, no, G. On State Street one day, you had you had your um the back open. He was like, Cuz, come check this out. Man, that shit was slow. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I might spend about two bands, man, take it down to audio installer, man, hook me up with a system and uh alarm and all that mm-hmm. shit, man. Yeah. Hey, the motherfuckers, hey, they they loved us, man, when we came. Then, you know, we started saying, okay, okay. 
okay, this is our spot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They were just going right in. Yeah, y- y'all practically made them rich back then, yeah. cuz. Yeah. How, how much did the um how much did the music like cuz you know, I think in today's world uh, a lot of the music that's being produced and put out these days is affecting these kids and making these kids feel like they gangsters or making them feel like they are called for it and really not. Mm. So was it was the music scene back then was it really as inf- influential as I it is it now? It was man like mm-hmm. Pac man that mother, yeah. Pac man that mother, you said like uh what, what's that one man? Oh man. Yeah find it real quick because I need to know man. I think um uh Brent- Brenda had a, a baby. baby. I think that really influenced us back then. Yeah. we was going through some of that same shit, yeah. shit too. And I'm, as yeah. a young dude, I'm seeing, you know, these young girls getting, they 15, 16, getting pregnant. And I'm like, yeah. wow, man, look at yeah. this, man. Yeah. 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 Are there any uh, Rockford artists that y'all was big on back in the day or any Chicago artists that y'all was big on back I'll in the day? I'll tell y'all, this, this Chicago artist, uh, they was called the Dark Side Mob. Y'all heard it though? No, nah, that was back. The West Side. I saw, dark you, side. I saw you mention them too, cause yeah, I, I, I no. was fucking with them. Back in the day, yeah, the Dark the, Side Mob. Yeah, is yeah. they they still putting out music now? Or? I doubt it, right? No, man. You know who else? I don't know. Bust around still. Rockford or Chicago artists from back in the day. Oh man, now, that was the Chicago artist. I'm just asking yeah, Chicago, yeah, yeah. like Rockford, us Chicago, like who, who was y'all did, did fucking Rockford with locally? Oh. Yeah, so I'm asking, like back in the day, what did Rockford have any like big time artists back then? I mean, for like R and B and stuff like yeah. that. Well, whatever genre, no matter. Um, Michelle, and then you had uh, Michelle who? Williams. Michelle Williams. Then you had uh, Destiny's Child. Destiny's Child. Oh, yeah. She from my heart. Jamie Smith, Nasby. And SB with the sound of blackness, they huge. I don't know who the fuck y'all talking about. Uh, hey, hey, y'all think we can have Michelle on the show? That's how my life. That's how my life was. That's how I was. You know? I'm with it. But now, man, I look at it like now. Just looking back on it, man. You know, I don't wish. I mean, this is the life I had choose. You know what I'm saying? This, this, that's what I was on. So I had to protect my interests. Facts. And yeah. my interest was the brotherhood. Right, right. So because the brotherhood was guiding me in the direction that, you know, was suitable for me at the time. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I had to protect that. You know what I'm saying? Let me ask you this. If y'all don't mind, I don't want to dominate the conversation nothing, but I really just want to hit on this real quick. For, for a guy like myself, the reason why, at least... At 31 years old, right? The reason why I feel like I I I, I made a choice not to choose the streets was because, or just not even the streets, but just like why well, I made the choice not to even get involved because I really can't see myself taking a life. Now, now follow me for a second, okay? I'm like I can't I can't kill somebody, right? And that prevented me from choosing the streets. Now, it's some men out here that grow up, and some boys out here that's growing up. And instead of them saying to themselves, I can't kill somebody, they are saying to themselves that I have to become the type of person that would kill somebody just so I don't get killed. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. That makes and sense. and that's a that's a that's a that's the, I think that makes all the world of the difference. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's not like anybody, anybody, I anybody. I'm choosing it's some fucking maniacs that I'm choosing to kill, right? I just this is what I wanna do. But I think at least for us in the black community, most of us, there's still some black people that's crazy. But I think for most of us, regular average for the most part, niggas, man, we not we not 
actively saying I'm choosing to kill my. What we're saying is, is that I'm living a life of survival, and part of that is making sure that I can protect myself mm-hmm. by any means necessary, and make sure that I'm. And part that might ultimately so like so I feel like and correct me if I'm wrong, mm-hmm. but I feel like that's what makes the difference between a street nigga and a non-street nigga, bro. Is that like is that like y'all get that? Y'all are introduced and have to accept much faster the fact that you might have to kill somebody much faster than I had to accept that. I'm 31 years old. I don't own no gun, and I don't, I'm not even trying to put myself out there, nothing crazy like that. But I'm just really giving it the real of it because right. it's men out here who who just carry themselves different. Like for instance, my brother, gun enthusiast, love guns, mm. always carried a gun, mm. always infatuated with guns. Right? Mm. You, you like you see what I'm saying? So mm. it's like, if, but me never own one. I grew up in a Muslim yeah. household. My dad taught mm-hmm. me like I don't need a gun. Mm-hmm. Muslims don't carry guns. The nation of Islam do not carry guns. No guns. The fruit of Islam, them the men do not carry guns. They, they you've never seen them a a, a a Muslim pull a gun out. A black Muslim, you've never seen one of them one of them guys pull a gun out. You never. never. I guarantee it. Mm-hmm. So that's the type of household I grew up in. Like man, I don't need a gun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I, then I, I don't know. I like with me. I think it's like. It's more situational based. Like I don't think street niggas really be thinking like I'm finna go kill somebody. I think that's it's, what I'm I think they run into a situation where that's they gotta do it. That's what I'm saying. And I think even with you, you have, yourself, you have to accept the fact that you might have. Yeah, to Yeah, I, I think I think I think with a regular citizen though. also they might have to accept that. But not as not as fast. No, no, not as fast. But I think everybody come to a point in their life where everybody might have to face a point like, damn, I might have to kill somebody. Like, you might not own a gun or not, but I think it's best that you do just in case you come across that. Yeah, you know man. what I'm saying? Ain't nothing wrong with it. But I think every man, yeah, I think everybody security as a man a run into that situation. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, security is a must. And, and it might, like, some 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 regular citizens, some regular citizens might come, come across it before a street nigga. Because y'all regular citizens, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Y'all get preyed up upon more than a nigga that's with a group. You know what I'm saying? Right, but see, but but listen, I need y'all to, to really tap into where I'm going with this. All right, I hear what you're saying. What you're saying is that what you're saying is that you might you might find us regardless of who you is, regardless of your background, you might find yourself in a situation to where you might have to kill somebody, right? Yeah, for sure. But what I'm saying is that. For black people in America, man, I, who the fuck? Somebody was just telling me, man, I, man, this nigga I know, man, this nigga was carrying a gun at twelve years old. Mm. Somebody was just telling me that they know somebody that was carrying a gun at twelve years old. I'm twelve. I'm carrying a gun. I'm not carrying a BB gun like we talked about before your childhood. You said yo that 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 fine mirror you had with your dad. He took you to the store and you said that I want that gun, that gun. And it was a BB gun and he bought them bitches these BB guns. You know what I'm saying? We talking about real guns. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So what you're saying, like I don't, I I can't see a 12 year old, bro. The only 12 year old I can see is a black 12 year old, a black little boy in America. That's the only 12 year old I can't see a white 12 year old, bro, feeling like I gotta carry a gun or, maybe, or, or, or being maybe in a situation. I don't see that maybe, shit, I'll bro. Or maybe it ain't. I don't see that shit, bro. It's more white kids. At the age of nine, yeah, that's carrying, that's using the guns, yeah, practicing with guns, learning the guns, learning guns. 
You think so? Yeah. Oh, you know yeah, so? Bro. Yeah. It just ain't broadcasted, bro. They, we brought they broadcast the negativity on us, right bro. Now. When he go uh, targeted price, he take his son, his son nine years old right yeah, now. Bro. Shooting that bitch. Bro. Had a, a what's the name on his son ear? Ear muff. And, uh, so imagine how lethal this nigga gonna be when he turn 18 or 16. When he just high imagine school. if he had a mental breakdown. That's what, that's what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, that's that's yeah, what I mean. Yeah, how yeah. lethal he gonna be yeah. when he just wanna he, do he that. He be somebody yeah. high school shooting that up. And, 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 and that, a high school so much to me, somebody. I think that's why they so keen, like so big on mental health these days is because it's a lot of white men shooting up these schools, trying to stop doing it. all type of stuff. So they trying to like make it more of a Take the terror's name off of him and put. Oh, he was just mentally ill. Mm -hmm. Yeah, type. You know what I'm saying? So that's why they pushing that mental health so much. Strategy, strategy. But see, see, again, this conversation can go so many ways, and and what I'm going to choose to really expand on because I think it's extremely important. Right? We talking about. How these white boys, because they so young and they learning these guns, they end up using these guns and they creating these massacres, right? I understand mm-hmm. that. And that is a major fucking problem that we can talk about, bro. But no, fuck that. Let's talk about these little black boys who are dying left and right, bro. Hmm. Like, like, bro, I understand, like, niggas is, like, white boys might snap and go shoot up a school. But niggas, black boys that's killing each other every fucking, bro, I guarantee you, bro, listen, I'm, I'm going to put this out there. And I haven't researched and I'm going to research it. But I, I, I can almost bet that in, in, in a one-year time, like, span, right, I can almost guarantee you that when that white boy... Goes and shoot up a school, or he shoot up a movie theater, or he go and shoot up Walmart, bro. If you if you put all them white boys together and you calculate how many kills they done had in a year, I guarantee you it's not more than how many young black niggas is killing each other in a year. No, they actually say it's less because uh, I forgot uh, Dr. Umar was saying. He said it's actually less because the population is more white than black. Mm-hmm. And the only reason why it seemed like it's more is because the news only speak on the What's net, more? The, 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 you saying more? No, they saying it, it. It seems more. What? What? So you saying? They more saying white they people. saying more white people and other races kill each other more than black people do. It's only seen more to us because it's on the news. It's on social media. It's pushed. It's that. a narrative push. But, but it's, it's because it's more of them. Yeah, it's more it, like the population. Yeah, the population mm. is more white. Than more blacks No yeah, Honestly No yeah, I ain't gonna lie to you I'm, I'm gonna challenge you, that Because here's why bro Bro America is becoming a. Like, listen I was just thinking about this The other day And I want y'all to think about this I want the artists To think about this right What do they call Mexicans Black people And any Asians Anybody that's not from America What do they call us Minorities Right Think about that the minority It's a minority And a majority Right So if it's more people In this country That's a minority Than it is the majority Don't that you make The minority you, the majority No you can't You can't be a minority If it's more than What it is The If it is a minority If your group Is called minority That means you less than I see what you're saying So, so if they call so us The minority Then They not lumping us All together no, they, just, they, they is Just like you said The Mexicans The blacks The this and this and that They saying y'all The minority you basically saying we are more, we have more people than y'all, and y'all, but y'all acting up more than us. Mm-hmm. That's what they say. That and no and blacks, that's what they say. Blacks in this country nationwide make up no more than twelve percent of the population. Right, right, right. So, so right. you got to think about. But, it. but it's not just blacks who's minorities. You got Hispanics that's right. minorities. Yeah. You right, got but Asians you, but, that are minorities. But you're still defeating the purpose of the whites are the majority. 
They're not. That's my point. They is because if you twelve percent of something, then you ain't majority. Okay, of, so listen. How what's the percentage of white people in America? I, I wouldn't know. Right it's like six that. fucking percent. No, no, that's, no, hell that's no. a lot more than that. Oh, Let me yeah, hell look no. it up. Yeah, yeah, you can look it up. Look it up. Let's I look know it up. No six percent. We'll Jeez. look it up. Yeah, I guarantee yeah. you. Nah. I guarantee you. Nah. I guarantee you that <laughs> white people. <laughs> White people in America is the minority, but let's bring it back, man. We kind of strain a little bit. Let's bring it back. And Carl, we're going to bring it back to you, man, because you got the biggest say in this shit. I'm not going to lie to you, bro. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to lie to you. Nah, you got the biggest say in this shit. You want to know why? <laughs> you know why. Because of that fucking novel you just told me to go home and read, bro. <laughs> Your fucking court transcripts. Yeah. This man brought me court transcripts. Yeah, I want you to read it, man, so then it give you a glimpse of what you really want to know, you know? That's a fact, yeah, but just so on the surface. Before I really dive into that, I'm just asking you, what's gonna save these black boys from killing each other and from and from and from getting life sentences? What's gonna save us from life sentences? Yes, yeah, yes. Yeah. Seventy-one percent U.S. white population. They even believe Google. That that man yeah. crazy. A choice and a chance. <laughs> a choice and a chance. Yeah. A choice and a chance. <laughs> Get their mind right so they can function as a human being, man. Sit a savage, man. You know how that shit go. Popping pills, all that shit, you know what I'm saying? So they got a choice and they got a chance, man. If they out here in the free world and they ain't got caught up yet, they got a choice and they got a chance. But whoever they associate with got to resurrect that shit in them, you know what I'm saying? So you saying like the OGs and stuff like that? Yeah, you can't be giving them no bullshit. You know, that's how they be trying to trick me, right? <clears throat> they know I smoke weed, right? Mm -hmm. So they'll slide up on me and give me weed, right? So sometimes I had to tell them, nah, you can't, you can't, uh, 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 how much you want for it, I'll pay for it. Right. Mm -hmm. like, no, gee, that's you. No, nah, no, nah, you can't. Because I don't need you to go and tell nobody you gave me something. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. I know it ain't sincere. You know, right. I'm just trying to read the thermometer. Mm -hmm. you know? Right. You know, you know what's happening, huh? Yeah, yeah. I'll be, yeah. be, be on them like that, mm -hmm. you know, especially my little nephews, because they don't know me. They was, they was born since I've been locked up. Mm -hmm. Right. So they don't know me. So then, you know, when you tell them so this, they, they stay away from you then because right. now they don't know how you coming. Right. Mm -hmm. And I try to tell them, I said, man, I shouldn't have to do no strategy thinking with y'all, man, because y'all found y'all supposed to love y'all. But, man, mm -hmm. I can't love y'all, man, when y'all a liability, man. Right, mm -hmm. for sure. For sure. No, nah, hold on, hold on, hold on. <clears throat> I, hold on, I got I to gotta challenge you on that one. What? You said you can't love your people when they're liability? Like, like dangerous wise, because you got to think where he came from yeah. and what what's potentially what come with his name. Get emotional hijacked. You can love him, but from a distance, though, you know? I yeah, mean, that's basically that what he's too. saying. Yeah. yeah. Too, but I say, okay. I can't get in your fight with your crash. Okay, okay, okay. Right. I, like, in the car, I still love you, but. I, speed. Yeah. Y'all love you, but, but man, hold okay, on, pull right, over, right, man. Pull right, over. Right, right, right. Crash, but he got this. Cuz is back out here. He free. He doing the right things. And it's sad that there's there's some people in here that might be trying to turn that back around and and, and label him what they was been labeling him label, label, labeling him as over the years. So. Yeah, right. Yeah, so. I'll go ahead. Oh, well. Well, I was saying before we end or whatever. No, 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 no. I know not, we ain't not ended yet, but I got no. something to, no, you know, I want, I want y'all to challenge each other to build something because, like I said, mm. you, 
not only blacks, we did, we do have gangs, but it's white people out here that had biker gangs and all this stuff, and they making mm. profits from it. So you got a name and you got an image of yourself that you definitely need to be making a profit from it. So some way, somehow, y'all correlate with each other to make that happen. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Your name itself has something behind it that you have a Chris Green out here trying to profit from it and shit like that. <laughs> Instead of doing that, <laughs> fuck it, sit down with him. Right. Just voice record it. Then what you do is you got your college degree. Mm-hmm. Write it up. Oh no doubt. You know what I'm saying? No Articulate doubt. it better than what he telling you. Uh-huh. And then from that, make shirts. Call for it, shirts. Hey, but it's nah, like some real, real shit. You know what I'm nah, hold on, real shit, bro. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna challenge you. Because <laughs> 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 ain't that what the fuck we supposed to be doing? Like what you mean? Think about what you just told <laughs> these niggas, man. <laughs> yeah, we building. What you talking about? Ain't we building? <laughs> building a brand. Yeah, baby. you gotta build. Yeah. But he yeah. had already, he like, already established. Gotta, his, his year has already been been you made. Connect. You know what I mean? First, you got to dialogue. Yep. Mm-hmm. Then you got to connect. Yep. Mm-hmm. Once you connect, you execute. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. Once you execute, you go profit. Yes, sir. Because once you profit, now you can focus on doing something else. Yes, sir. Some more revenue. Yes, sir. Somewhere else. Like he say, shirts. Exactly. Right. Already got a curriculum. Okay. Put that curriculum in a book form. You cool with motherfuckers on the college? Yeah. Get that to motherfuckers on the college. Yep. Easy. Yeah. Easy. Easy. Uh, easy. Th- but that's why I challenge you because you easy. already got everything. You know how to do it. You know how to set people up. His story already made. He got yeah, the story yeah. and he knows how to formulate it into how I want it to be. You know yeah, how to yeah, put yeah, people yeah, in yeah, place. Yeah, I think yeah. that's your fucking gift. And let me ask y'all real quick because mm-hmm. I can keep going. But how y'all feeling, man? Y'all good? Y'all good? Oh, man, I'm good. It don't even feel like it's four o'clock, man. Yeah, I know. Anytime I got Mr. Football game, I don't even know the score. Nothing. The Chiefs was up when I checked last time. Oh man. Come on, Jackson. Yeah, they, they was only up a touchdown. It was 14-7 when I checked. And anytime I get a chance to... It's 17-7 now. 17-7, so they kick the field goal. Anytime I get a chance to uh, sit down with a black man like this and build and use our, our brains and, and talk about the stuff that's affecting us, I'm I'm good. I'm gravy, man. Yeah. Say less. This shit ain't day. Yeah, for yeah. sure. It's a job for me, for man. Sure. You know? mm-hmm. I feel you. Not only that, you know, I don't... I don't. When I say a job, because, see, I'm going to keep it 100 with you, man. I get my blessings from God, man, you know, because I know, man, that it's a God, man. It might not be up in the sky. This and that. It might be in each one of us. I swear mm-hmm. to God. Somebody man. said that last time. Characteristic, man. I see the God in you. Me. It's so powerful, man. No, that was, uh, no, that was your boy Tony. He hey, said the same thing you said. Hey, the yeah. characteristic is so powerful, man. When you find one that resonates with you, your being, your being, man. That's collaboration, man. Right. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So so we might just looking at it as a brand, but it might be a corporation or anything. Right, for sure. Just, you look, look, just look at, uh, I'm going to tell you, uh, I was with the little Mexican dude. <clears throat> he saw the pattern. He was just in there drawing. Mm. The same Mexican did this stuff. Right. And they made Cookie. Yeah. The, the brand Cookie. Straight up. Yeah. Oh, damn. That hmm. just come with an yeah. idea, man. Yeah. That shit can flourish, man. For sure. It's all on the individuals, man. So let me ask y'all, man, if y'all don't mind. You know, y'all older gentlemen, it's, it's so much respect. And that's why I'm asking it, because it's a respected. Mm-hmm. How do... Um, 
how have y'all learned to overcome fear and do what you need to do? Because, you know, like some, you know, how, how, what's your relationship with fear? That's my question. As a man, what's your relationship with fear? You know what, bro? I'm going to go back to the spiritual thing. I do yoga every morning. Yeah. And when I'm done with that yoga, I feel so at peace and at balance and strong that I don't have fear, no fear during the day. So it's yeah. it's the spirit. The, the the and somebody and somebody had to hit me um, the other day to the fact that Buddha is actually a black term, a black thing. Buddha is a black man who just spiritual and balanced. So mm. finding that spiritual balance in me to say I can do this, I know who I am, and I'm gonna go about my day. Eliminate so at least quiet yeah. your fear. Yeah, it quiets it, yo. Yeah. You know, I pray I pray every morning I wake up and I I take twenty minutes, just cut everything off. Mm. Be silent. That's what it's silent. You cut the motor off, man, you can function clearly for that day. Right. Mm-hmm. But you gotta you gotta practice that doing it. And I learned that through uh uh, uh you know, uh, every year when they have Ramadan, I mm. participate. Mm. Oh, okay. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. it keep you, you know, you know, um what what Ramadan teaches me is it, it stopped me from reframing from doing the things I normally would do. Right. So that's powerful, man, when yeah. you can stop your body from eating a certain time. Yeah. You know. Mm-hmm. That's all in the blessing in itself, man, yeah. because it take man. Just imagine humans, man. Human beings is is is, is uh, mysterious creatures, mm. right? For sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and, mm. and, and, and mugs been trying to figure out that for generations and yeah. still yeah. can't figure yeah. it out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know. But I look at it like you know, like with me, man. Uh, you know, I don't look at it like right now. You know, I might be broke. On the outside looking in, but on the inside, I'm richer than a motherfucker. Mm, you know right, right, right. Because, you know, going through what I went through at a young age and having all the teaching and the experience on how to navigate through life, man, that's a blessing all in itself. Because, you know, I didn't think I was going to live to be no damn 21 and this and that, man. But one thing, I'm 55, man, finna be 56, man, this May. Mm. So, you know, it's a blessing, man. I just, you know, Hope everybody that resonate with me or take take what I say and use it for their best ability, man, to strive further, man. Because in life, man, we're gonna have ups and downs, but it's all in how you manage it. Right, for sure. See, man, we all got attitude, behavior, and conduct, but it's all in how we manage it. Right. See, once we learn the managing part of it. Then, man, ain't nothing on this song we can't conquer, man. Yeah, right, for sure. Shit, yeah. nigga, we could sit up in the in this room and be hot as a motherfucker. What we gonna do? Damn, it's hot, dog. Right. <sighs> Open yeah. the door, cut the fan up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Somebody else will come up in there, man. They they can't stay up in there. They gotta go where it's cold. Right. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. yeah, exactly. So, you know, we gotta be thankful for the <coughs> things that we don't really appreciate. You right. know what I'm saying? That's like this. I appreciate this because. It broadens my horizon to something else. Like I told you, you know, you know, we could be a virgin in certain aspect of things. You know, like I said, I'm a virgin at this technology <coughs> shit. Right. So, talking to y'all, I'd rather get it from y'all than go out here and go pay these people over here, and then they telling me the same thing I'm, y'all telling me. Right. I could have gave that to y'all. Yeah. To, to expand. Yeah. Because y'all might get somebody over here. 
that really need it. You know what right, I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Now, I don't got no job. I don't want to be robbing no bank. Okay, you give them a job. Tell them, come over here. Your job is just to set up every morning. I yeah. swear. Yeah, yeah. Sweep yeah. the floor when we yeah, leave this yeah. bitch. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no clean the joint yeah. up. Yeah. That's it. That's it. Yeah. Let me ask you this, though, man. Because I really want to know. I really, really want to know from you specifically. You facing a life sentence. Wait, 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 wait. Let me paint it for you, bro. <laughs> Let me paint it, bro. Please. That's death row, man. You keep saying like that's, that's a death yeah, row. Yeah. So listen, so listen, listen, cause I really wanna I really want you to think about it and answer the question. I think that's the rest of my life. You was twenty four, you said? Yeah. When I went to when uh trial I turned 25 when I found, got found guilty. It was, I think I got found guilty in June or July. Okay, listen. So now, in April and May, right before June and July, when it's leading up to the actual sentence, you didn't have no fear in you? Nah, man. Listen, man. Listen, man. At my heart, man, I was just, you know, I wasn't worried about myself. I was worried about the people that was on the case with me. You know, because I know what I can take, man. I know what I can stand, man. Mm -hmm. And I think that come from that first time being in jail, man. Mm. When I had the six, six, six months in the county, they I violated my um, probation. They gave, instead of giving me six months in a day, sent me to the joint. They gave me 180 days with no day for day. Damn. Wow. Dude, that's my first straight. case in the county. That, that's the longest I ever stayed in yeah. the county. So six months. Let's, let's stay right there. It wasn't no, like what? Because, like, listen, I went to jail for a week, bro, but just sitting in that bitch for 30 minutes, bro, like sitting in that motherfucker and people telling you, I, I had to sit in the little holding cell. A lawyer had to come and sit in there with me. I had to talk to the lawyer. That's what you facing. Back and forth for shit. Now listen, bro, and then, and then you know, you doing all that shit and then you sitting in there with the other niggas. Y'all talking about y'all cases. You listening to these niggas' lives and shit. It's like, bro, all of that and then you got to go to sleep. You got to wake up. You got to eat your breakfast. You got to sit in the whatever room you gonna sit there for hours until you see the judge. You gotta see the judge, and all of this is out of your control. You won't control none of it. So you really, you have to have some type of fear. That nah. Like I don't know what's gonna happen. Nah, it's different. I don't know what's gonna happen too, because G. your Ain't life no fear is adaption. Yeah, your hmm. life wasn't. Well, I know how to adapt. Yeah, your life wasn't like that. You see what I'm saying, man. I don't. That's what I'm saying. No, your I lifestyle. Don't. You don't understand don't because understand. your lifestyle wasn't like that. That's what I'm telling you. Right. That's why I respect that. You went, you went to college, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay, let me tell you this, right? I'm finna break it down to you. Now. You say you study psychology, right? Okay. Now, you going in this classroom, right? You don't know shit. From shit. Right? What you do? Don't you don't you got some fear or, or, or man, I'm going to adapt to this shit? That's a fact. Which one is it? I sat my goofy ass right then. I, adapt, I learned and I absorbed and I, mm -hmm. I made it happen. Okay, that's how it is with a life sentence. Fuck. And then you gotta think too. I can't even like. Just like when you went in there and took that first exam. Yeah. Or then you were saying, I hope, 
Man, I pray to God. I hope I pass this joint. I hope I pass this <laughs> Hey, that's how it is when I was waiting on the decision, man. Every time. On the fucking court, man. I'll be like, dang, God, man, I hope this shit works. Man, that shit don't work. That shit crush me, but I adapt. I get back in the grind. Mm -hmm. Part of being a man. Mm -hmm. Now, that's just a part of adapting to your conditions and situations, man. Mm -hmm. You know, and then, you know, me, me, I was always the type of person that, you know, I challenged myself mentally, you know. Mm. I always been, even with a little kid, man, when I was used to go to the community center and motherfuckers were like, they'd take the ball from because I was left handed and I always used to dribble on this side. So I had to learn how to yeah, work the right, ball, right, you know. Yeah. So I learned how to do that shit. I was eating their ass up every time. <laughs> I was going to the right on using the left hand. And who can stop that? Then, you know what I'm saying? Then, when I learned how to play handball, you know, I'm playing. I'm in the. I'm in the joint with these Mexicans. We playing handball, so they, they, this they sport, right? Mm -hmm. You know, they, they looking at me like, damn, this, this is Bato playing, Bato playing. <laughs> yeah, I'm playing with both yeah, hands, yeah. both hands. Yeah. So I look at it. It don't be no fear, nothing. It be that adaptation, man. You know, when you can adapt. Man, and it, it, it puts you in the mood. You fighting, man. You know yeah. what I'm saying? That's like you're adrenaline and running, man. I'm right. not finna let you sit on top of me and all this shit. Mm, no, you gonna right. do everything in your power. That's a fact. Mm. So so, let me ask you this. So that don't be the fear, be the adaptation. Okay, so you right. get past that part. You get past that part. Right. But even still, bro, I ain't gonna lie to you. I'm 31, bro. I can almost remember the last 25 years of my life. I can't imagine that shit just me just sitting in the in the bathroom just in the little I can't I can't. <laughs> the last 25 years of my I've been in the world, bro. Yeah, How do yeah. you sit there and do that, bro? How? You know, I, I occupy my time. You know, I took classes. How? Red, red. Mm -hmm. You know, I always read, man. You know, and uh, I did things. You know, brothers come in. You know, I teach them, help them get their GED. You know what I'm saying? You know, go to the room, be asking questions and stuff. You know, I just stayed busy, kept yeah. my mind off the time. Like, yeah. I'm here for right now. I got to right. live this life. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Get up, clean up like I'm at home. You know yeah. what I'm saying? You know, a lot of things that you couldn't do that I can do on the street now, you know, it's different. So, you know, yeah. now adapting to out here, you know, the, the difficult thing for me adapting out here. Is getting people to understand me you right, know, to a certain some, degree because I don't give a fuck after that. Once, once you let them know who you is and what you about, right. that's it. Mm -hmm. Right, you, know, yeah. so you ain't got to do nothing else. Mm -hmm. And that's how I look at life. You know yeah. what I'm saying? What's the biggest difference between being out here and being in there? Well, being in there is more like everybody on the same page. Waiting. Mm -hmm. we, 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 we waiting. Mm -hmm. And not only that, you know, mugs just staying occupied. Yeah, yeah. Out here, it's like, go, go, go. Everybody moving, moving, moving. So you got to catch up with the crowd or you got to, yeah. you know, stay in your lane. You, know? yeah. you, got, mm -hmm. you got shit to do. You got to go to work. Yeah. See, like, and then you got three things to do that the BOP, this this the BOP rule. There's only three things they expect motherfuckers to do in the BOP. Stand up for four o'clock count. I don't give a fuck if you sleep. You better wake your ass up. Right. Go to all your call outs. Mm hmm And uh oh go to your uh uh 
job detailed assignment. Mm-hmm. Them the only three motherfucking rules. I mean, you got rules and regulations, but these are ones they the three that's mandatory. Right. You know what I'm saying? At 4 o'clock count, they go to D.C. Mm-hmm. They want to know how many people in their federal prison. Mm-hmm. Yep. Alive, not dead. Right. Mm-hmm. Alive. Yeah. That's labor. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Get up and work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maintain them buildings. At 4 a.m. in the morning. So that way when the motherfucking Congress people, they might have a Congress or a governor come through there, they got to look nice. Yeah, look nice, yeah. So they can get some cheese yeah. or something, you yeah. know. Yeah. I be looking at this shit. They think we a monkey in the zoo, huh? Mm-hmm. I remember some motherfuckers back in the day, I, I was uh, I was in Leavenworth. I heard about this. The Cubans, they had these Cubans that uh, they couldn't send back to Columbia, I mean, not Columbia, uh, uh, Cuba, Cuba, because Castro was going to kill them. Mm. So all them Cubans, they left them over here in our jails. They just in here. Damn. They working. They don't no fine. They don't got no time or nothing. Nothing. Mm. Damn. But they leaving them over there because they can't put them in the immigration place because mm-hmm. the immigration place, if one of them church sponsors them, they can go stay wherever the church is. Yeah, you know, right. The sanctuary yeah, place. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, you know, going through all that shit. You know what I'm saying? You know, so, you know, it's all about adapting, man. You know, we, we especially black people, man, we've been under depression, man, for so many years, man, just thinking about what our forefathers going through, right. what they went through, you know what I'm saying? Hiding and putting coals in the ground and shit. You know what I'm saying? Now, we don't put coals in the ground. We just tell you, and see if you keep your mouth closed, see if you get back to me, then I know you told mm, Right. Speak on that, though. What you right, mean right. putting coals in the ground? What that mean? Like, you know, they might put a coal in the ground and tell another slave person, man, we over here. Because certain ones weren't supposed to be around certain ones. If you go read the Willie Lynch theory, it, mm. it, it, it speak on that. For sure. Yeah, the light skinning was over here and the dark skinning was yeah, over here. Yeah. The weak one was over here. They had them in the motherfucking like a pen. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So, it's just like when me and you went off to college, bro, we had to adapt to yeah. the whole college thing. 100%. Wrong people. Yeah. 100%. 100%. 100%. Y'all went around a lot of uh, uh, black people. Yeah, exactly. So they, you adapt to a whole come, different world. They come yeah. with this old slick talking. You be like, oh, you on some racist shit. Oh, you you adapt to a whole but different world. Look, mm-hmm. look, this is what I want to tell you. I got met a motherfucking warden. Ain't never went around, been around black people in college. Nothing. Or on a job uh, training shit. And then he get here and, and it's he, all niggas. He, he in the prison running the prison, man. All niggas. All black. 90% black. You, you have any experiences or run-ins with the warden? Yeah, I had one warden, man. That motherfucker shipped me up out that joint, man. I was in Louisiana, right? Oh, you went to Louisiana, Cubs? Yeah, I was in a uh, Polar. They had just built that joint too, man. That motherfucker around a swamp. Man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I said, damn, man, this look. Hey, we, we called ourselves Bucking because uh, one of the folks came there. It was they fought, but one of the dudes came there. A dude stabbed him at another joint, so he getting some get back. Mm. Oh, damn, so he yeah. went over in the unit, right? So they they came around and locked all the people that had GD in their paperwork. Like far as they case, yeah, right. So they come get me and my Cody friend. We ain't had to do. We in a fucking law library, mm. trying to get out this motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, 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 in this yeah, looking right. at ball that shit. Huh? <laughs> so, <laughs> they locked us up and shit there with the blood. So he told him. He said, "Hey, 
They ain't got nothing to do with it. You can let them out and ship us. But this time, make sure y'all uh, uh, keep that separate T thing in, the, in our file. Mm. So they were like, no, we can't let all them out. We're going to make them integrate. So I get mad. I said, man, I ain't integrating with no motherfucker. I ain't had nothing to do with them. You yeah. giving me a sanction. Yeah. So they were like, you can't come down here and be trying to be on this and this and that. See, I got been to all the rough joints, so shit, that little petty ass shit, to me, I was riding there. Right. It got my ass up out of it. And you knew a lot a little bit at that yeah. point, right? Yeah, they <laughs> saw my ass right back close to the home. I went to Tear Hut. Damn. Let me ask you this. How much, how much, during your, during your bid, how much did you travel? Shit, man, I can tell you this. I went to Leavenworth, I went to Florence, I went to uh, 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 Pollock, Tear Hut, both Tear Hut, the old one and the new one. And then I, I went to a medium in Oxford, Wisconsin. Then from there, I went out to Delphi. What, who? I went out the door from there. What's that? I, I walked out the front door. Oh, you went, oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, got yeah. released from there. Yeah. I me walked and, out the front door. Me and you was rapping when you was in Terra Hole. I remember that. Yep. Yeah. yeah. I walked out that motherfucker, motherfucker said, oh, you ain't, you'll be back. You'll be back. I said, I ain't coming back. You you going to have a job for me when I get there, motherfucker. <laughs> you still on the movies because you, you, you see a dude leaving, they like, like, you'll be right back. Even the yeah. warden's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, say yeah. some shit like that. They don't say congratulations, I hope you make it. For real? No, nah, they say, oh, you'll be back. Damn. Their attitude. I'll be like, man, fuck y'all. Damn. <laughs> yeah. Let me ask you this. Uh, you meet any, um, I want to say like, any like badass bitches in there? Like come across like any type of security guards or some oh, shit? Oh yeah, it was like, like in Atlanta, Atlanta joint. They had a lot of nice women down there. I working the jails? Yeah, I went through the holdover and man, they was big booty mo. But Pollock <laughs> had some good women too. <laughs> they was going to man. A lot of them come from the state joint, getting them fed jobs because more benefits. Yeah, they was going. They was getting their ass tore out the frame too, and mm. a lot of them was getting walked up out of there. So what I got? saw a lot of women get walked up out of there. Hold on, so you saying there's women down in Atlanta that's getting down with the prisoners? Yeah, man, that's they fucking right, man. Yeah, that's everywhere. Working, all that good yeah. shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <That's> <laughs> <crazy>. <laughs> hey man, what's the biggest thing you learned from from sitting in from fucking sitting biggest in prison for twenty five years, man? man. Strengthening my patience and learning how to control my attitude, behavior, and conduct. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Those three things, like you said. Because mm. it's like, I think I've heard a rapper say, even I think everyday people, but a rapper say, y'all better be lucky, you know, I'm on this chill shit. Because Cuz could be <laughs> yeah. a gorilla out here, but he ain't. Right. He calm, chill, peaceful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. because, you know, I ain't thirsty no more. I used to be hungry for money, man. Because, mm. you know, man, look, man, when I started able to get on the plane, man, and just get up in the morning, I go to the airport, man, book me a ticket for a uh, Jamaican 500. That wasn't shit, man. <laughs> so, you know, you feel like empowered, man, because mm, yeah. you can go all over the world. Yeah, yeah, because y'all yeah, was taking them kind of trips back then, man. Yeah, yeah man. That, that you know, shit was wild. I was going to Jamaica. I was still there 30 days, man. <laughs> <laughs> 30 days? 30 days, man. What's some of your favorite spots over there? Uh, I go to the Neat. Uh, I went to Montego Bay, Kingston, mm. the Negril Beach, the New Beach. Yeah. I've been the to New Beach. Yeah. <laughs> man, that motherfucker pretty dog. Well, back then, white sand, it was like secluded area. Man, that motherfucker, man, they just be in there naked, man. 
Just mm. on the beach at night looking at the concert. <laughs> <laughs> I went to the where St. Thomas. Yeah. I've been to the Bahamas a couple of times, Sweetport and Nassau. Mm. I like Sweetport better than Nassau. Okay. Uh, uh where else we been? What's some of your favorite activities to do when you're traveling? What's your favorite thing to do when you go? I'm going where they got I'm going like I told him. I go to the hood, <laughs> fuck sure. with the weed, the yeah. chicks in the hood, yeah. all that shit, man. Yeah. yeah, then, you know, like, since I've been home, I've been to Columbia, Jamaica. I go to the hood, man. Yeah, fuck love, with the people. They love us over there in the hood, you man. The hood. I, and I give them, like, like uh, I got a few people, like, when I finish all my old clothes, I send all that shit over there to them. For real? Damn. I go box it up and... Spend probably about 50, 60, 70 dollars to ship that shit over there. Damn. That's dope. You been to the hood in Kingston? Yeah. Oh, man. They said that's, that's one of the roughest hoods in the, on the planet. Man, yeah. Kingston, them, they ain't buying nothing. They see you a tourist. You better be with somebody that's that's relevant because they're going to they gonna sick abroad. I'm going to get them, get them, take them mm. to the hotel. For mm. real? Yeah. On that with you? Yeah, they, they, they be on it, man. Back then, they was on it. Mm. Is, is that your favorite spot, though, Jamaica? Out of every, everywhere you done been? I like Columbia, too, man. Columbia. Yeah. You a cigar smoker? Huh? You a cigar smoker at all? Or? Yeah, I try when I be over there. Yeah, I smoke them motherfuckers. Yeah. I want to go to Cuba, man, because I know somebody over there. I'm going to go to Cuba, and I want to go to Dubai, man. Damn. This I, year, I, Dubai yeah. and Cuba, man. That's Cuba, all. that's where yeah. uh, Asada Shakur at. They'll never find her there. They ain't going to never man, get her. Man, they ain't going to give her up, man. She, she, she owns some land over there, everything. Mm. Yeah, yeah I, I'm going over there. I got a partner, man. I be talking to him. He, uh, he, you know, a lot of people I met in the feds, I still talk to them. Yeah, for real. That's yeah. what I was going to too, if you, like, um, like met any, like, friends go, and shit. Uh, Belize. I got a little a blood dude. He from California. He, yeah. Yeah, they Belize. sent him back to Belize. He a blood. Damn. I'm going to visit him, man. Damn. I'm going on his island and kick yeah. it with him, you know? Damn, yeah, that shit dope. Yeah, that's dope shit. as hell. Yeah, dope. Hey, before we wrap this up, though, real shit, um, it's two things I want to do. You gotta uh, read that information, man. I gotta do that sure. afterwards, man. Yeah, no, I, just yeah. take your time, man. Yeah, you, want, go it. You, you want the second one to be better than the that's first. That's what I was gonna yeah, say. That's, that's exactly what I was gonna say. Yeah. And that's exactly what I was gonna say. Literally. So that's what that's what was that was one of the two things I wanna do. So before we get to that, Chris motherfucking Sims. What, what it is, what it is. Yes, sir. <clears throat> what they call you in Rockford. Chris Sims, man. Chris Sims. No, 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 no. You said... Not a poet, not a man. Poet, Chris Sims. Yeah. 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 You got to tell him to hit one. Yeah. yeah they, they definitely know me as the poet. And um, when you asked earlier, you say, uh, you said, um, what do you think of when you think about Rockford, Illinois? Yeah. So, I am a poet. I turn words into slaves, better yet, sun rays. I engrave page after 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 page with rhythmical rage. You see, once I engage, the page becomes my stage to wage wars of syllables, consonants, vowels, syllables, consonants, and vowels. I howl in the thick of the night to conjure my poetical might. Each word written transforms into light. I got to smoke on that one. I am a poet. I dive deep into the infinite world of diction to bring forth image and vision. I'm a scientist who's always in the lab performing experiments with vocab. Mm. I am a poet, a prophet of verb, creating logic with words. I must 
write and recite. I cannot resist the urge. I am a poet. <laughs> 